And then some cars now have like a knot, like a dial. Mm-hmm. So you just yeah, gotta I've turn seen it. that, but yeah. this one is is like uh, the fucking it's yeah it's it's similar to like putting down a window. This weird sort of pullback button, where you pull your finger back on it. Do you think Neil and that puts it in drive and park or whatever or uh, reverse? Do you think like the link volt? If Neil like completed the link volt project, would he have hand crank windows? Probably everything else is like everything's analog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prefer hand crank windows. Oh yeah, yeah. They build up my guns. Yeah, you do have impressive uh-huh. guns. I mean, they're not as great as Russ's guns, not but true. we haven't done a gun check in probably like seven episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. He's retired the gun check for the jacket. <laughs> well, we're not on Zoom calls anymore. <laughs> That's true. Thank God. Yeah. People prefer the jacket anyway. I'm sure they can't see my guns, and my guns aren't really that that impressive. No, I beg to differ, Russ. Your guns are very impressive. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you, I appreciate were that. Were you fishing I, for that? I have no, no, I wasn't. I, I have no qualms in saying that. I'm very <laughs> secure in my sexuality, but I don't think yeah. it's wrong where I can compliment another man on his physique. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm not very secure in my sexuality, and I'll say it. Your guns are garbage. Thank you. Well, you're his brother, and you've Mike been living shoot. with awesome guns your whole life, and I can see how <laughs> resentment can build no, up No, these the guns years. are new. I'm oh, new guns! Yeah, they're they're new. They're new. Are they leased or do you own those? These are these are owned. Oh, okay. Yeah, these are these are twenty twenty guns though. Oh, oh, oh wow, <laughs> that could mean a lot of things. I yeah, I've only been sort of working out daily this year. I try to, but it's you know, I don't know. I got around to it this year. That's good to know. Now, yeah. when you're loading your guns, do you bite the bullet? Yeah, I sip back a raspberry whale cake. Mike Shue brought uh, brought uh, brought some yes. new beers. Everyone, raspberry whale, raspberry cake. whale cake. Yeah, the, the the album we're going to cover kind of that's what I wanted to drink with this album, as opposed to the margaritas with American Stars and Bars. I'm liking that Mike is just bringing different uh, themed yeah, alcohol themed per yeah. for the, whatever the album is. <laughs> I kind of I kind of I Plus, was like I want to do that. You know, now. This is like not that uh, Crosby has anything to do with this album. No, but no, but whatever. Whales. Whales. He has a lot to do with whales. Yeah. And his mustache specifically has a lot to do with whale bone. <laughs> the whale bone. I, I realized too, cause I, Tony, I was working the other day and he was like, Oh, play an episode. We had this other guy working with us. Who's like an older guy. And lo- he likes Neil Young and, so play an episode of the podcast. I was like, I don't really want to do that. But like, <laughs> do you really like Neil? Then you don't want to listen. <laughs> yeah, to this. and then I, I started playing an episode, and I realized like there's so much shit in here that doesn't make sense unless you unless you've listened back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like to yeah. Every, almost every episode. And I'm like, shit, we should probably try to like. You know what we should do? I don't know. And this is a, it we might should, take you, just a little. We work. should do a we, we should do a fucking a glossary. <laughs> a glossary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike or, Watt or, did this or he, a previously on. Previously on Long May You Young. Oh, I like that. You gotta that. do it. Like, you gotta cover, do it. You, like, just, you do like, look, really you can like put that. in an edit yeah. of all the bullshit <laughs> from the... But none of it is, uh, will yo, help you at all. It's not coherent at all. It's just <laughs> rambling bullshit. That would be a funny idea. It's like fucking Neil That'll be on the next bone. episode. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like previously on Long May You Young. Gun check. Um, this song's about yeah. cum. Whalebone comb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Semen. Sperm <laughs> with fedora. Yeah. I want to fuck the shit out of birds. Neil Young is not sexy. Whatever. just... You know, just to catch people up. Yeah. Yeah. Just some That's like Locko, a, a Locko laugh yeah. or something, just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the gracious youngster himself. Yeah. But it, yeah, but, youngster. I, but it was That's funny, like playing there. it for someone who, like a random episode. I think we, I, yeah, I think it was the Nils interview that I had, I put on. And I was like, oh, fuck. If he, he has no idea what this is. 
Yeah. You know, like it's, I it's just sometime in the next few weeks. I'm just gonna post just the interview. I think that'd be a, like a yeah something to do. Mm. Sure, so people don't have to wait so that's through the bullshit. Right. It's, it's thirty minutes in. The they're still talking yeah. about semen. What the fuck? Where's well, nails? No, that, yeah, well, that one was the na- nails. Who the fuck is nails? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it, man. Let's. We're already doing it. <laughs> Pretty sure, still, we are the only Neil Young themed podcast on the planet right now. I mean, I've looked. I really hope so because you say that every. I know every time. I'm just gonna say it. Well, people, you know what? There's there are businesses that say they're the best all the time, that's right. and they're not necessarily the best. I'll say this too: we got the best slice of pizza around. Yeah, that's right. Come Absolutely, <laughs> we make the best su- Italian subs around yeah. here on Long May You. So my name is Mike Shu, and along with uh, Luke and Russ Condon from the band Town Meeting, we uh, cover Neil Young's. Uh, we're covering Neil Young's musical uh, catalog uh, by release, episode by episode. It's a it's a long and uh, and painful trudge towards you know, the, the album that and painful trudge. the album that we're all really looking forward to to really covering, <laughs> and that would be you know old ways. So um, really, yeah. I don't know. Well, Timmy, that's Timmy, another member of our band. Oh yeah, is he going to come on for that? He likes, he, he loves old ways. He I wants, thought he that's wanted, the episode he wants. To I thought do. he'd want to come on for this, but he was didn't want to come on for this, and I, I kind of don't blame him. You I don't have know. a you have a, a negative vibe. Negative. With yeah, you have a negative, negative vibe for coming. I like time. this album. You like? I mean, I do. I like. I kind of feel what Luke is feeling. Maybe not as. I did much. at first, but, but um, I feel very now f- that I'm in. Now that I've done a bunch of listens through i, I dig it i, I feel like fatigued it. by this album i don't know you know what makes this it. album a lot better marijuana <laughs> i wish smoke a big fat bowl of weed uh, and just put that. headphones on and you can hear all the like f- this is like him going back to that first solo debut album mm. he he went back to like he used like six different studios for this he used a bunch of different musicians. He yeah. did a bunch of overdubs, except for a couple of songs. You know, this is everything. Remember, we were like, this is like the Stills Young band album. We're like, this is everything Neil hates. Why the fuck is he doing this? Yeah. And it's because he loves throwing the curveball. To me, right? the, this felt like, it felt like, it felt like practice for Harvest Moon. Does that make sense? It felt like he was trying to recreate Harvest. I don't think he did it at all. Mm-hmm. And I just... There's definitely songs on here that are very Harvest Moon esque. Yeah, but yeah. I, f- but I Harvest love Harvest Moon. Is Moon. Better. Agreed. Yeah, and I just I don't know something. I'll just say this album didn't do really anything for me. Right. This is gonna it's gonna be hard for me to pick a top three in a different way, just because I like nothing really stood out to me. Like one or two songs. He doesn't have any songs about going down on a woman. He has no songs about semen. Do you know what I mean? It's just. 
I hear you, Luke. I know those are, those are subjects very close to your heart. My favorite thing is when I'm, I'm talking. Closer to Luke's heart. And oh, yeah, yeah. Rush. Let's switch gears. Talk about some other Canadians. And, but Mike thinks I'm really, like, ramping up to a good point, and then I just I know, yeah. Ruin like, it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, sperm. It all goes see, back to the seed. You can see uh, his eyes, how annoyed he is. It's yeah. really great. Oh, my God. Uh, no, it just it just didn't do it for me. I don't know. That's I I feel the same way. I'm not you know as excited about this album as a, as I was the last one, American Stars and Bars, which I really really love. And I actually yeah, that, I actually it. shut this one off a couple of times and put on American I did the same Stars thing. and Bars because I, I, I was like, I just want to have some fun. You wanted to saddle up the Palomino. That's right. I wanted to do that. I wanted to bite the bullet. I was pleasantly surprised by this is an album I had heard before. American Stars and Bars I hadn't really heard. Comes a time I like the song Comes a Time. So I had I went back that, yeah, a couple that, of years ago and listened to the album. It's a great song. And I, and I nothing stood out to me like Luke was saying. But with American Stars and Bars when we did it for the last episode, I was like, man, I like this album. This is a fun It's a fun it, album. Yeah, it's fun. Even Side 2, which is a little yeah, more introspective, a little more mellow. You it's, thought this it's was really fun? interesting. No, I'm talking about American Stars American and Bars. Stars, but okay. this one I there the first time I listened to it for this episode, I, I wasn't blown away, and I'm still not blown away. I'm not, you know, you know you hurricane. Know right. It, it isn't really. Deep. Yeah, there's nothing on here that's that's hurricane, yeah. like up to the par of like mm-hmm. hurricane or, you well, know, you know any, what, any like Cortez or any of the other epics. No. Up, up, you know what yeah. kind of annoyed me too? Not annoyed me. I, so me and Russ have covered the song comes a time a few times it's a really fun song to play but i had only ever heard the live version he's done yeah which is way it's not it's, it is it's way different i think it's better i like i like the live version much Wait, better now which which live like it's solo acoustic Pro- or does he have a whole band i can't remember uh, i think he's got a whole band i don't know it's I, not I, like i don't this. even remember what album it's from but there is a live version that's that's really good i think it's him acoustic okay yeah. just him yeah well that's how this album Originally was supposed right. to be. Comes yeah. a time was another like the the Hitchhiker album. You know, it was supposed to be just all him solo acoustic. He recorded it all at this little studio in Miami called Triad, and um, down and he, in Florida. Yeah, he went back to Florida, a place that he he never really has good things to say. But I guess that's where the evening coconut was docked. <laughs> and he uh, spent all midnight on the bay. All and mid- wrote that's these right. Songs. That's right. Had some. Frozen banana drinks. There was a shark over there. Then that shark over there said, hey, do a solo acoustic album. (laughs) But I get, you know, and then this is what everything about this is so un-Neil. So he did this solo acoustic album. He went back to Florida to do it. And then he brought it to the record company. They said, well, we'd really like you if you worked with a band on these songs. And he went, okay, very un-Neil. Yeah, why would he ever agree? He has... Right, a history well, of see, never that's agreeing. The thing. You can't even say, "Oh, that's Neil and that's not Neil," because Neil is so yeah, right? Neil that you yeah. can't yeah. do even do that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. He's like meta on meta. Yeah, yeah. he just the circle just keeps going well, deeper. Fucking deeper. meta, Neil, man. Fucking meta. <laughs> you think FM Fucking meta, Neil, man. It's like Teenage Mutant. I never fucking met a Neil that I didn't fucking want to. No. Well, can we could, before we deep dive into the album here? Can we go through some of the social media stuff? Yes. Because yeah. in the last episode, uh, 
um, a listener. Dan Moshpit. That's right, a listener of the podcast named Dan Moshpit. <laughs> I was really hoping we weren't. And we, we, you know, it sounded like we were ripping him, but we were just having fun with his name. Well, he got back to us. <laughs> yeah, he was playing along. Yeah, yeah he lo- he actually loved it. He said that podcast made his year. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, uh, he said, uh, he, he tweeted back at us, the uh, Long May You Young Twitter he, feed is at Long May You Young. He turned down Five Finger Death Punch. That's right. He's, he took the, <laughs> yeah, he took the Five Finger Death Punch out of the CD player. He <laughs> took his Oakleys off. He said, hello, Long May You Young. This is the one and only Dan Moshpit. <laughs> All caps, right? Yes. My jacket request would be oh, a recital God. of any section of Midnight on the Bay. <laughs> Thanks for the love, guys. And then in parentheses it says, in parentheses it says, grabs Oakleys and starts flexing. <laughs> Dan Moshpit, you're the you're the one, bro. Oh, that's awesome. All right, what should I do? Uh, midnight on the you're bed. the jacket. Midnight, you got to do Midnight on the Bed. Something from Midnight I'd on the Bed. I'd say it's Jacket's choice. Now, was that the song that was your guilty pleasure on Still's Young Band? On midnight Long on May the you Bay Run? and uh, Ocean Girl. Oh God, really, Ocean Girl? Yeah, but Midnight on the Bay was the most. It's not like an ironic, like oh, this is so I bad, wish, it's good. I wish you I, really like. Maybe it. it is a little bit that. No, Still's is like that. Like honestly, like. I want to make love to you. Like oh yeah, that, that's that song. It's you so can't bad deny that it's ki- it's kind of good. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But no, Midnight in the Bay, guilty pleasure you know, for sure. You know what? This album that we're going to cover comes a time. I think this is what that Stills Young Band album would have sounded like without Stills. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe how about this? <clears throat> without all the cocaine, Stephen Stills did. Okay. Very controversial opinion here. Okay. I liked Neil, a few of Neil Young's songs off of Long May You Run more than I like most of this wow. album. Wow. I don't agree with that. Wow. Well, the song Long May You Run, well, that's a great song. The Heart Wants What It Wants. No, I'm, I'm not even talking about that song. And obviously that song. You I think, think Midnight is. on the Bay is better than... Yep. S- really? Yep. Jesus. Even my cut track... I know, me too. It's not, way better than yeah. Midnight on the Bay. Speaking of which, let me get to that request. Oh, yeah, Dan okay. Moshpit. So here is uh, this is a uh, by request <laughs> from section. Dan Moshpit, brother. Here we go. This is and a, this uh, he is wanted a to hear. Of, Explain the voice, though. This is the the voice from uh, Back to the Future which, 2, which for Mike those of you who don't know. Which Mike still hasn't seen. No, it's, it's no. A fan, this, I'm in no rush. My vo- this voice is a fan favorite, I guess, now, of the, of the youngsters. <laughs> the youngsters <laughs> are what we call the Long May You Young fans. Right. Right. We gotta just cover all this shit now because I'm like we don't want who, people to get lost. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here we go. This is a section from Midnight on the Bay. Okay. All right. Here we go. What's this? I see. There's someone coming, walking right up to me. She tells me I know your name, and if it's all the same, I'd like to spend some time. And Midnight on the Bay sure feels good to me. Oh yeah. See, that, just that was better than the entire fucking original song on that album. I know, I just, Maybe uh, even the whole album, listen, except for Long May You listen, Run. I, yeah, you're entitled uh, to your opinion. I'm I feel like, I, I, feel like I need to take a shower. Right uh, now, man. Dude listens, man. You just, you just fulfilled a request for one yeah. of our listeners. That's awesome. That's for you, Dan. Thank yeah, you, Dan. For you, Dan Mosh. Thanks for being Thank a youngster. Dan Mosh Pit. I am, I, I am noticing... Because I don't look at the Twitter or Instagram often, but I'm on the Facebook probably more than the other two. And I'm, you're starting to notice some of the youngsters. They're definitely becoming resident youngsters. They're definitely yeah. rising to the top. I got a friend request from Matt Polly. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. He's like, he's like a high-level young, youngster. Of, yeah, I don't check it out. Speaking of uh, youngsters, 
who don't want to be called youngster. <laughs> I uh, rehearsed with um, Adam Morin. What? Another original youngster. You jammed with Adam Morin? Wait, yeah, he's he going you guys you got guys? over your He's playing with Rita Remember. I'm in another band um with <laughs> You got my, over your differences? With my buddy Zach and his wife Alyssa and um Adam Morin's playing bass with us. Oh my god. Yeah, we're Oh, playing. he plays bass? Yeah, man, he's a bass player. I, I he probably plays other shit. I, what does he play in Toast? Is he the bass player in Toast? I think he's a guitarist in Toast. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a talented guy, man. He he plays the bass really well. Yeah, but can you justify his solos? He didn't have any solos, so I don't need to worry about that. But um, <laughs> listen, but 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 I just wanted to say that Adam Morin is is a is a good dude. Okay. I like and Adam if you want to say anything to Adam Morin about any of his opinions about Neil Young pod, pod podcast, no, about any of his opinions on Neil Young, go down to uh, what is it? It's the 29th of this the 29th. month. 29th. It's at it's at well, right outside of Strong Style. Outside Coffee. of Strong Style Coffee in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, if you happen to be local. And, and if you want to come see Town Meeting, we're playing on August twenty second. That's right. We're playing this where? weekend at Hollis Hills. Well, we're in Fitchburg. It's a restaurant. Oh, that's right. There's a restaurant serving food, and right. we are Very happen good. to be there playing we're, live we're, music. We just happen to be there. You're just yeah. gonna show up just and get start food. playing, yeah. right? Yeah. That's right. Good. Um, but no, you got to eat your food. But once you're done, you have to leave. That is a that is a that is like one of the rules. Is now. that one of the rules? Like you can you can order a drink if you order food, but once you're finished with your food, then you have to leave. I I don't know why every restaurant restaurant uh-huh. in air quotes doesn't just buy a popcorn machine and just bring everyone popcorn and just right. keep that bowl full. Yeah, the ground round used to do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The ground round. Yeah, the ground round did that. They had the pop free it's popcorn. Old school, yeah, yeah it's such right. a good idea. It just it keeps you thirsty and it keeps. Yeah, that's saloon food. I I, I understand. I understand indoor shit. I totally get it. Right. But outdoor things that are you have enough room to be socially distanced and the venue can make it work and I just. I don't. I don't. What I don't get is the Fakakta rules of if you're a restaurant who occasionally has like some dude playing guitar, mm-hmm. like you can have music. But if you're a live music, if you call yourself yeah, a live exa- music venue, exactly. right, you can't have live music, right. even though you're probably better equipped. Or even if you socially distant, like you, like like you were just saying, even if even if it just means okay, we're going to serve popcorn. Even if it just means here's a bowl of nuts. See, that, that I mean, I if don't that's. Right. A, like, why not? Why can't music venues do that if restaurants are doing right. it and they have a guy but, playing? Or, or even it's, just the weird rules. Why do music venues have to fucking go under right now? It's, yeah. right. it's brutal. Yeah. It's, no, it's no, fucking absolutely. brutal. Every week we hear of a new one. Yeah, in. like yeah. places that we love. And, and there's already hall, so few great Scott, that gone. book or, like original music. Yeah. I'm not talking cover bands or tribute yeah. bands. I'm right. talking bands that write their own tunes and like play us. their own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what sucks. There's not a lot of venues already that book bands that play their own music it's and just, now there's going to be less it just drives me nuts especially at the top of all this everybody especially in a time right now wants music everyone wants entertainment yeah. you know you're at home whatever people want to be entertained people love music music gets them through times like this yet at the highest levels or even the middle levels it's not shown any kind of appreciation people don't even really buy music it's no most, one buys music. nobody buys music People barely want to pay ticket uh, ticket price to go see a local band or or even a bigger band or whatever. You know, some people will pay thousands of dollars to get some kind of VIP seat for some band that doesn't need the money. But my point is, everybody wants music. Music is getting people through these times. The arts in general, but you know what I'm saying. We're, we as musicians doing a musician podcast. 
this is the point I'm trying to make. So when everything first started happening with coronavirus, I was so overwhelmed by that because then there was all these like quote unquote grants and all these things where you could get relief for right. if you're a musician. But then you know you'd go out, uh, you'd go on, you try to find out which ones work or whatever. You go to try to get some of this relief money, and uh, it's all for you have to have like a Grammy. You have to have like yeah, all of, this super ridiculous recognition that like there fucking, was some really good you know, ones that help, that definitely helped. Yeah, there were definitely some, but those all ran out in like two seconds. Yeah, and you had to like do all this stuff to prove that you're you know whatever some kind of level of musician, and like we have a lot of stuff under our belt, but you know I wasn't getting through any of this stuff, and then so I started my own thing because I was like my friends are suffering. And I want to try to do something. So I, like, collaborated music and dance, and uh, that was called Sound Hive Collective. People can find that. We're, we're going to do other stuff. But I just, you know, to, to this whole point of what we're talking about here, I, I think there's got to be a better system for that. And like you yeah. said, Shu, why do, like, how come music venues, are, yeah, yeah are, it's are just, rules are bizarre. It's just, you know all it's about? saying to me is, oh, music is not appreciated. Music venues, right. you don't matter. It you did, what, you're done. You, you know, know what, like, you music know what venues, from, fuck though? off. That's from lobbying, Russ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, restaurants have probably a better system of lobbying their elected officials than, say, a live music venue does. Yeah. You know, because there are more restaurants that are super successful that make way more money than any like nightclub right, right, or yeah. band or live music venue would. You know, but it's just that's that's what it comes down to. Well, to you know, what's what's more more valuable to the people yeah. making the rules? And yeah. and I, I'm sure there's reasons that maybe I just don't understand. But to me, it's like I went out with some friends to an outdoor uh, place that served. It was a, re- a restaurant, mm-hmm. but we we just wanted the drinks. And they, the waitress said, you have to order food. You have to order food. And yeah. I just, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So we ordered nachos. Right. And just put them in a to-go yeah. box because we had all, our, you know what I mean? I did the same thing on Sunday with my wife. We went down to our favorite bar, Nick's in Worcester. Nice. Shout out and to Nick's. What's up, Nick's? Kelly Square. And uh, they have, you know, they've always had these big, you know, soft pretzels. So we got one of those. I didn't mind getting one, but if we wanted to drink... Right. We had to get food. Yeah. And another really just ridiculous little thing, you can sit at the bar, right? As long as there's like, you know, distance between sure. each person. The bartender can't serve your drink on the bar. The bartender <laughs> has to walk around the bar and hand you your drink from the other side, not mm. over the bar. I don't... Uh... I don't also don't want to. I don't also don't want to. I don't know what the reason is. It seems like that's more. That's it seems more. like they're just doing it because they can. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, I mean. I don't. I don't also want to. I'd also want to be the people that like complain about Corona. Right. Like, I, I, and I feel for people who are actually suffering. Right. I feel Absolutely. for like the the, the frontline medical workers yeah. and, and all that stuff. But what Absolutely. we're talking about are, are businesses, it, right? Businesses and musicians, yeah. and these people are suffering too. Right. You know, yeah. it's it's, they're, it's they're, yeah. they've hit hard times. Yeah, that's Absolutely. why we had to start doing this podcast because we needed extra <laughs> money. Yeah. I don't know if people know this. We get paid. I don't know about you guys. I my my. Uh, your long may you young check is yeah that's is, fifty G's a week. That's nice. Is that what you guys are getting or I get G's? A, no, what did I get? Oh, graham crackers. <laughs> I got a raspberry whale cake. Graham, no graham Nashes. Graham Nashes. <laughs> I get Teddy, one Teddy hand, Graham Nashes. No, I get one handcrafted whalebone comb a month, and I don't even have a fucking. I don't even stash. get that, listen. man. I got your raspberry whale cake. Ba- no, I'm gonna listen. need half of me that. And back, Russ, Russ. Me and Russ are going <laughs> I only broke. Get half of it. Me and Russ are going broke. We can't afford alcohol, so we concocted this podcast idea. So right. Mike would bring us so different alcohol bring every different, week. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even like Neil Young. Who we didn't. 
didn't even know who he was before this podcast yeah. started. <laughs> According to Josh Dolan, a former president of the United States, Neil Young. Well, wasn't it a former senator? No. Was, I was think, it a president? I think he said president. So Josh Dolan, for everyone who doesn't know, isn't Right. A, yeah, that's a, we're going to refresh so, our Josh Dolan is a friend of the Condon brothers. He grew up in air with them. I don't like this I'm asterisk. on a podcast with him. Air is a town in Massachusetts yeah. with yeah, me and right. Luke are from. Massachusetts is a commonwealth. That's uh, right. <laughs> We're you better know, than everybody else. You know, uh, <laughs> I.e. the Boston Tea Party, the beginning of the nation. Uh, just watch Hamilton. You'll you'll kind of get the gist yeah, of this podcast. That's right. All right. Anyway, we'll get back to the stuff. Yeah. We're talking social we're, media it, with Long Man. Yes, and I'm getting to some of the more like prominent youngsters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matt Polly and John Locke. John but this Locke. is a Facebook message from Matt, and this is where I disagree with him. I actually normally tend to side with Matt, but this one, he said, man, I can't wait till comes a time. I think it's the best country Neil album, top to bottom, even more than Harvest. Yeah, as great as that is. Hmm. You know what? I'd, I'd say this is more country than Harvest is because you got those two. This is Jack, definitely more country. Those two yeah. Jack Nietzsche orchestral things, you right. know, in the middle of Harvest. It's more country, I guess, but I. It's definitely more country. It's more country. Yeah. It's more folky. You know what I mean? It's like Harvest Maybe. had the country f- stuff. I think everyone calls that because it has a couple of tunes on there that are very country. It's got Ben Keith's gorgeous pedal steel all over it. Well, this one does too. Yeah, this does too. But I'd say this would be a more country album. I don't, I don't know. Than this Harvest. one just—it seems like it seems hokey or something, or like right there. No, I agree with you. Look, there is like a um, what's the word for it? It's like. On purpose. Some, yeah, you know what something. I mean? What's the word I'm looking for here? I think... I don't it, know, because I've had a whole whale cake. <laughs> Me not smart. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so bad. I had a whale cake. We're going like, to get a whale cake. We're going to get green animal. Is yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> They're eating whale cake on their podcast. We want them dropped. There, there was a, a Rolling Stone review of this album, and it, I think it... I can't... I'm going to have to look it up at some point. Was it the Grill Marcus one? Because he hated it. It might have been, but it, it it was like kind of it didn't it wasn't like a nasty review, but it was definitely not a favorable review. And this album, I think, was very well received when it first came out. It, it was, you know what? Yeah. Um, it went number seven on the charts. It outsold every other album in between this one and Harvest in the first month. Is that because Neil himself? grabbed the first 200,000 I don't know oh, that's yeah, a good I question that. and, he, and that's such a great Neil story <laughs> did you see that he used them to single uh, to shingle his yes. barn roof yeah. or something true? well the legend for a long time know. was that he he went out on his ranch and he took shots at him with a shotgun <laughs> Yeah. So they couldn't be played, but I, I tend to believe that he used the machine. But he did actually roof. buy two hundred. He wasn't happy with the sound. Yeah. Remember we talked about Zuma. Well, and he him remixed and this one himself right. too. Yeah. yeah. Remember he. This is the. This is Neil. Like he's always been. He's always been, you know, hardcore on the sound of his records. Remember the the story of him and Briggs driving across the country and yeah. stopping at record stores. Yeah. And just listening to a random copy of Zuma to make sure it sounded okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always. And then you go. Farther, you know, in the future than that, you go to Pono, you know, and did someone say future? <laughs> right, <laughs> the self-tying Nikes, you know, which I'm sure Neil had a hand in. Yeah, this is real heavy, David. 
We can't cover time traveling vampire Neil because then we'd have to backtrack and tell everyone where that came from. Yeah, I don't think we need to explain anything. <laughs> I'm getting tired yeah, of the explanation. Catch, catch it yeah. on our previously. We expl- on. Yeah, just listen to the other. If there podcasts. are any references you don't get, just hop back to the first episode yeah. and listen to all. And start yeah. 33 hours of the podcast yeah. we've already a, done. And leave a five star review. Yep. Feel free to ask us any questions about what we're talking about on yeah, our social absolutely. media. Yeah, definitely. You know, at Long May You Young on Twitter and Instagram, and then. Yeah. The Long May You Young Facebook page, which I fear now we might have to get rid of since Neil is oh, yeah. totally we disowning got, Facebook. We got some uh, Neil Young news. Yeah. yeah. So he wants to get rid of Facebook because he feels that they're, you know, one of the problems. No, no. But uh, to me, Facebook is so user friendly for me. Same. And it's a great way to keep in touch. Personally, it's a great way for me to keep in touch with friends and family. So if something happens... You know, we all know we can get in touch with each other on Facebook. Yeah. We might not have phone numbers or anything right. like that. But, yeah, Neil wants to wants to totally get rid of it. Fa- if you signed into the Neil Young archives with your Facebook account, you're going to have to change that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm glad I didn't. You can't use the Google one either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Google. getting rid of Google, just too, put, right? You can just put in your... You just put in your email now. You just put in your email and password. But yeah, he he, it's done. You, he got rid of it. Right. So you know for what, the Neil Young, archives. you know what sucks though, like that login. Does the login suck? No, no, no. I just I was just finishing oh. my thing. I so people know what I was saying. So I I try to be very like socially conscious because I you know I feel like I try to be a decent human being and you know Neil Young also very socially conscious. There's nothing... I just feel like no matter what you do, you're going to be a hypocrite. Not that this is an excuse to not try, but I had a buddy of mine tell me, and I don't know if this is true or not, but he's my friend who's pretty knowledgeable about stuff. There's no way to buy a fair trade smartphone. If you have a smartphone, child labor has been involved in the creation of that phone no matter what the brand is. Isn't that crazy? Well, so you can say the same thing for clothing. Yeah. yeah I mean, up. unless you're like, you know, you're a, you have the means, you can buy clothing that's handcrafted here in the United States, but you're going to pay triple or quadruple what you usually pay if you go somewhere like um, Kohl's, yeah. right, or TJ Maxx or wherever, you know, because th- that clothing is cheap and we can all afford that. But yeah. it's all made in China, right? you know, and China has a horrible history of human rights violations and that's probably involved some kind of labor violations also yeah in the making of your t-shirt or your sneakers yep. or whatever your your hoodie whatever you're wearing your phone mm-hmm. your phones are all usually cr- created or somewhere in like the south africa region i think because of the cobalt mines or something like that yes yeah and so it's just it just it just makes you feel really fucking defeated do you know what i'm saying like yeah I, but uh, you got to be realistic yeah like you should you should eat and drink things that are grown locally and support your local Home farmers, grown. right? Yeah, right? But yeah. Oh God, really that can, makes that song really so can much you better, do that? Actually. Can you do that? I mean, can someone like I can see if someone who's who's making a lot of money can eat healthy cuz right. eating healthy is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, yes and no. We grow yeah. our own vegetables this year. Shit ton of tomatoes and shit ton of zooks. Did you grow enough to feed the entire family though? No, we yeah, no. No, not even Just tomatoes and zucchinis. Tomatoes, zucchinis. That's all they've been eating. couple cucumbers. That's it. Everything yeah. else went it, bad. It, it, I'm just saying it's, it, it's it more is, expensive, it to, is it's more expensive of how, to be a good person. Yeah, but homegrown's all right with me. A good it consumer. Is, 
It, I mean, it, uh, it is because we're so conditioned in our capitalistic society and how things have become with, you know, overproduction and, and um, you know, uh, just, just all that shit, man. It, it, we've grown up in, in a culture where that is what, we, what we're left with, where it, uh, eating healthy is more expensive because of how the, you know, the farming industry and, and just all the stuff that Neil kind of rallies against um, as far as bringing light to those things we're left with sort of the bones of this weird monster, you know, this capitalistic yeah. thing, which has benefited a lot of people because, oh, it's cheaper and whatever, but right. it, it's definitely not good for you, you know? So right. we, we have well, uh, we have health issues in this country. We've got all kinds of problems. So it's a matter of just, like, where do, what do you do? You know, and then, and then I think about Neil Young just being like, got to tear the whole system down it's like yeah well you know (laughs) you got to be realistic about it though you know i mean this you can only do and consume to your ability like you can only be a good consumer to to your ability right with with what with the system that we have right that's what i'm saying me and my wife were trying to say is like we're just trying to take small steps every yeah which is good that's great you you can do do what you can yeah absolutely you know and it contributes but it's it's like you can't be a hundred percent you know a good person it sucks though because you can be the the world in each moment the world could like these pro like an apple product like they're made from these like horrible like child labor situations but then you look at the ceo of apple and you're like oh there can't be some kind of evening of this i don't know mm. no but, I not that i want to go down this road on this podcast yeah. but it's well, just like you know what fuck the man who keeps you there that's what i'm talking you know about. what i'm saying it's a town meeting lyric god damn right it is fuck no i agree i think it's just there. it's just uh i think what you're doing there uh, like you said luke little steps i that's how I'm trying to be for my own like personal sort of self growth and evolution is just how in in each moment can I try to be as like present and loving to myself yeah. and others as possible and if I slip up like ah oh, fuck well I'm not, I beat myself up for that shit in the past right. that doesn't do me any good how about I just say man I did it again all right let's let's keep going let's right. try better next time and just in in each moment, how do I try to be the best yeah. fucking... Not all of us can afford to just buy 200,000 copies of our own record. Right. <laughs> so basically, you know, what we've been saying in the past, what, 10, 15 minutes is that we're still going to keep the Long May You Young Facebook page. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Despite Neil getting <laughs> off Facebook. All right. Let's, uh, can I read some stuff from Reddit? Because the yes. people on Reddit are, are seem to actually really enjoy the podcast. Okay. So I got to get on Reddit, I yeah. guess. Um, this uh, from uh, MF Smitty about American stars and bars. Interesting that they, he says, interesting that they mentioned homegrown should have ended side one. I bought this album on cassette in the early 90s and didn't have it on vinyl until 10 years later. The cassette version has each side ending with homegrown. Oh, wow. And that definitely shaped how I experienced the album. I always thought that it was intentional, like he was making a weird statement. To, hmm. Was it the same version on the end of each? Yeah, apparently it's I the did same. not know that. That's so that's kind of that's, that's cool. an interesting point of view. I kind of like it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I would like that. American then, Stars and Bars is 
I think it's become one of my favorite albums. Me too. It's a fun. It's it's a fun album, and it's you know, like I said, that side one is great. Yeah. And side, side two, two is great. it just gets yeah. in your head, you know. And then yeah. he goes on to say, also, the production is pretty lo-fi on this record. I always thought that if it had the Nashville production of "Say Comes a Time," then it would have had the attention and the hits he puts in quotes that these guys are talking but then about. we might not have felt the same way about it that's true i don't know you never know it's, it's one of those one of i those prefer conundrums, right i prefer the sloppy one take neil young agreed a hundred percent more so than like say this like comes a time which or the first album which is like a lot of overdubs and studio yeah. work and i'm that's just me there's so much neil I, that you can i prefer you know. danger bird to lot of love 10 times out of 10 really yeah you I, sure? I have no love for, for it's that song. It's going to take a lot of love. <laughs> it takes a lot of love. Well, we'll get to that because yes. there's a very famous version of that, too. There is. So, but I don't, did you uh, have more Reddit stuff? Yeah, one more thing. Yeah, yeah this uh, uh, Fit XA6 on the Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. Thanks for the podcast. I've been a huge Neil Young fan for years, but it's been a while since I listened intently to his albums in full and I feel like I'm falling in love all over again uh-huh. I've developed a bit of an obsession with Don't Be Denied the live version from Wembley in 1974 mm. I also want to come to the defense of the person in the first second of the episode who said I did make Russ and me wait until the mics were on and was incorrectly corrected for using me instead of I someone owes him an apology I don't remember that I don't either. Was it when we po- when I popped the champagne too early? Maybe. This is he's ta- what is he talking? Oh, no, well, is he? This was the on the beach episode. I don't remember. I don't that. remember either. But he's probably no. talking about me. So fuck you guys for getting on me about whatever that was. <laughs> Thank you, Reddit guy. Yeah, that's how Luke works. There you, you go. Remember. Thank you very much for listening. If it has to the something podcast. to do with me. Luke's probably giving me shit about something. <laughs> I get, first of all, I told both you guys to go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Second of all, what was I just gonna say? Um. Well, I think this one, this album as well, I think he enjoyed doing the country thing. Like, I think American Stars and Bars, he was, he was, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun. And he kept writing, or he had other country songs, maybe, just... I think it fit for the songs yeah. that were country on American Stars and Bars for what he was trying to say. I think yeah. that, and I think he wanted that, to take it a little further. And and uh, well, like you said, the the production and all that stuff came later. When he yeah, first wrote he it, it this was to just be solo him. acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, I was also thinking what we we talked about a little bit how you know because Nicolette Larson was excuse me was uh, involved with American Stars and Bars big time. Mm-hmm. This one even more so. She's a prominent feature in this. Well, I, in this they whole They were album. also. They were and also. I was going to say they were boning, probably. Yeah. Right? They, well, they were also. Yeah, yeah, they were also seeing each other, and I believe that he. Pardon my boning. He um, <laughs> I think he almost used her like another like instrument. He played her like a guitar. He like, like I think he developed this relationship because yeah. it enhanced the connection. Like Nicolette Larson talked about it, the way they recorded this album and that they used the same microphone and they would look into each other's eyes and she would, she said she was constantly trying to guess where he was going with that, but their relationship kind of helped with that. And, yeah. and didn't, weren't they broken up by the time this album like, yeah, was it didn't last very long. They That's were so torn. weird. 
Yeah. I also didn't know that Lot of Love was on this. Like when we talked about it last week, I thought Lot of Love was just her song. I didn't know that was on this album. At it all. actually they came out at the same time because her album Nicolette um, was delayed, so the albums ended up coming out. You mean at the like same the gum, the nicotine gum? <laughs> Nicolette. Mm. <laughs> she keeps him from smoking. Um, well, and you had said that she she heard a demo of Lot of Love, and well, that Neil was like, wasn't into it because that we was that cassette to, story I yeah, talked about yeah. last week. It was sitting on the floor of his car, and she yeah. picked it up and put it in the tape player. And, and that it's came so on. weird to me that that's one of the crazy horse tunes off this album. It's one right? of the one. It's one of the ones without her. Yeah, she doesn't sing on uh, with him on that song right. on this album. But then she goes on to do her own version of the song right. and it becomes like a fucking smash oh, hit. Oh, it was it was a big time hit and yeah. it had jazz flute in it. So you know, it was right. you can, know, it had that whole like can, 70s soft rock production on. Can I read a little bit from this Rolling Stone thing? Yeah. Um so it says uh this album took four producers and 10 engineers uh presumably and it said it must have taken forever to get the sound unbalanced properly all of which ensures a certain disappointment in this case because Comes a Time is neither a knockout punch like last year's American Stars and Bars nor a wildly idiosyncratic cracked triumph slash disaster like Zuma or On the Beach. A restrained and modest set of love songs that traces a long affair from first light to final regrets, Comes a Time is an unsurprisingly personal, sensitive offering more like After the Gold Rush or Harvest than any other young LP though without most of the innocence of those two enormously popular records. It's a pleasing, clearly commercial piece of work that's defended from slickness by Young's insistence on playing out of tune, skewing the levels of the vocals, (laughs) and singing without much affectation. Comes a Time isn't deep, it's not threatening, and Young can't have intended it to be. That's Grill Marcus. Is yeah. that the one? That's yeah. Grill Marcus, I, yeah. I agree a lot of, with a lot of the stuff. Yeah. He, he goes on and on, too. And I think I, right. I feel the same way. I don't know. I understand how you feel, because I feel like that about some of the stuff on here. I don't feel... Excuse me. Are we boring you, Russ? <laughs> yeah, it's the whale whatever. Um, <laughs> it's the what? whale cake knocking you on your ass? Yeah. The whale. Jeez, it's only 5%, whatever. man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Uh, there are songs on this album that I, I enjoy. And um, I guess overall, there's parts of that that I agree with, but I wouldn't be as harsh to it. I don't know. But I'm like a diehard Neil. Let me, so a- let me ask you both of you this. So this is the 10th n- this album. Is the ni- isn't this the 9th? No, this is the 10th no, studio. Covered. It's, it's the 9th studio. When you go on Wikipedia, it calls it the 9th. Because they don't include Time Fades Away, because that was, uh, wasn't a studio oh, album. Oh, okay. But it's the 10th release. Right. Yeah. Is there any album before this that you would put that you would put this better than any album before it? Uh, it oh. mean, meaning, do you like comes? Yes. Yeah. Really? The debut, the debut album. More than the first album with "Old Laughing Lady" and the loner on yeah. it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I would. I don't believe you. Yeah. No. You, despite those songs being great, the ones you mentioned. But it's even not, not even Trip just those two songs. Last Trip to Tulsa. Yeah. So, to me, though, those are the only re- redeeming qualities, really, of that first record. What about Emperor of Wyoming? Well. No, not even just that. I do have a thirst. <laughs> no, but there's uh, a... <laughs> yeah, whatever. I might, too. You would you put this over yeah. the first album? I would say this is, this is some, a better I album. I have some guilty pleasures on this album, man. Oh, man. I, just, I, get, I, just, I guess I just don't get it. 
I don't, I don't know. know. Well, I, no, I, I don't know if I'm not making that full shoe stand. I don't think I'm not gonna right now say that I would put this above self-titled. But would you put it above anything that he's done so far? Mm, that would be the only one that I would maybe do it for. Okay. Yeah, that would that'd be the only one. For to me. me, it's no. Yeah. There's no question. There's nothing. All, everything else it is miles above this to me. Wow. Yeah, it, it, and I don't I don't mean it to sound harsh. Well, I can just we get like, into it then? Where are we? Yeah, at? yeah. yeah. Can I get a little background. Do, do we have any other stuff? No. Okay. Let's get, get into it. it. Comes oh. a time from 1978. Like I said, it outsold all six albums. That's wild. all the six albums that came out since Harvest I can't in, one, that. in the first month of its release. That's so wild. Did they yeah. include the two hundred thousand that he? But I don't know. That's a very good question. Because that seems because not unfair. That's, that's how the record before SoundScan. That's how the the business went. They would order. They based the charting positions and sales on orders, not actual sales. So if you had a, a record store chain or whatever, you were whatever. Uh, who, it seems like that like should if definitely not count. If you were Sears count. and because Sears had a record department, you would. As a distributor or a label guy, you would try to get them to order as many as possible. And then, or you get them to agree to a number on an order, and they'd say, we can't handle this many. And they would say, that's okay. We can stick them in a warehouse on a dock in Red Bank and just let them sit there and say they were sold. Until SoundScan, that's how it went. So you could easily artificially boost sales of albums before SoundScan. There was all kinds of shady shit like that. Oh, yeah, man. man. Like radio DJs and shit. Oh, Payola was a huge And even though there were laws against Payola. I listened to a whole podcast about Payola. That shit's crazy. We had to sign. Have you heard about about Payola? Yeah. Yeah. Alan Freed was the guy who, he he ended up in jail. The guy who coined the term rock and roll, who played it on the radio first. He was taken. You know what he did? Just a quick example of payola so chuck berry writes a song like say hail hail rock and roll i'm just using that as an example so as musicians you guys know the money isn't really in album sales it's in publishing what is money right well from music yeah i don't know what that is do you know what he's talking about <laughs> no we've never so seen any you, of that. you publishing that's where the money goes in so and that's you know so if you want to use your song for a commercial or everything like that you, it's, it's the publishing rights yeah. right so what he would do is he would make the artist sign an agreement saying, I will own the publishing, but Jeez. we'll put your record out God. and you can get a certain amount of the sales or what, if any. And then what he would do is he would get other guys who pitched in to make the record. Yeah, so so a his local, name was on the writing credits. Oh, right, exactly. As well shit. as like... But a, mostly he did it with black artists. Right, right. He took, it was yeah. super racist. It was oh, absolutely. like crazy racist. He took advantage of yeah. black artists because they, they just wanted to tour. Yeah. And it was like play. a big Motown. But so not up. only that, he yeah. would take guys who would contribute. So you would have Alan Freed's name in the songwriting credits yeah. next to a guy who owned a, like, a used car lot Right, you know, in yeah. Cleveland, that he right. got to give money to right. towards the project it's and so stuff crazy, like that. Crazy, man! Yeah. That shit's nuts. But yeah, so, so why? What? Why did we end up talking? Because about we were that? talking about the album sales. Him stuff, oh, right, but, yeah, but, the but, and him yeah. doing buying the two hundred. But yeah. I, my, what I think maybe is that Ben Keith, the the god here, who I love yeah. Ben Keith so much, but. Ben Keith helped produce the first album where Ben Keith helped produce. Right. And Ben Keith also produced Jules' Pieces of You, which is was a fucking astronomical smash oh, hit. Oh, yeah. Gigantic. So maybe Ben Keith just... Is that, the one, a, is that the one with... It's like, it's all of the... It's all yeah, the Jules songs, you know, yeah. are on that album. 
Yeah. Yeah. This happens a small hand. You're absolutely right, Russ. And, because and Ben Keith produced that. I mean, it's if, a anyone, if anyone yeah. knows how to make a hit record, it's Ben Keith. Because yeah. think of the ones he's played on. Right. And with everybody. Yeah. You know, but I it's mean, also so weird that he's on like tonight's the night and shit. You know, what I mean? right? It's but he just, wasn't producing that. Right? No, you know, he yeah. wasn't. Now Neil gave him some control. But, and, but then he produced. Um, I'm sure he's done. He's produced others. But I know for a fact he was a big part in producing Harvest Moon, and that was also a, a, a hit. Harvest Moon is great. I actually so, can't wait to get that. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent. Great album. This album made Love me almost album. jump to Harvest Moon, but I thought I don't want to go ahead. So then I did the same thing you did, Mike. I dipped back to American Stars and Bars because mm-hmm. that album is so fun to me, and I don't right. know. Anyway, but did you, you have know, he 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 didn't you know he liked he I think he wanted this to be a commercial hit because yeah. it was the last thing people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I that mean. Time. That's why it is yeah. Neil. You say well, we, right. can, we can say things like, "Oh, that's so not Neil," but I'm like, yeah, but that's what that's Neil is. Neil. <laughs> let, me, let me let me read a quote from Neil. He sure. said, "I like when people enjoy what I'm doing, but if they don't, I also like that." I sometimes really like <laughs> aggravating people. Fucking Neil, man. Fucking right? Neil. That's fucking Neil, man. Right Hashtag there. FNM. And then on this album, he said, I was going one way and needed to move in an entirely opposite direction. And this was kind of a release. I get that. So he'd been doing the, the thing I love about Neil, that kind of ramshackle, one take, you know, yeah. giving the you know giving the banjo to James Taylor and, you know, all that stuff, and he'd been doing that, and now he just swung the pendulum the other way. Totally, you know. I, and, and so, I'm going to use the studios. I'm going to mm-hmm. use the session guys. And you I'm, know. I'm not taking anything away from the songwriting, or even from the the recordings or the performances themselves. I'm just saying, personally, for me, they did nothing. They just didn't do anything for me. But I respect Neil's decision to do that, to swing mm-hmm. that way. And I don't know. It just. That's how it happens sometimes. You just have an album that you don't connect with. And this was... I think it's because I've been so dialed into every single one of them. Mm. And that this one, it just didn't snap with me or something. Right. I don't know. Well, that's, I think that's the beauty of his musical output. Yeah. Is that along the way, we're all going to... Like um, when Laco was here. Yeah. And the you, gracious youngster, the gracious youngster, Laco, and he and he mentioned um, everybody's rocking, yeah. And I think you guys are like, oh my god, that sucks. And Laco was like, I really love that album, and you know what? I really love that album too. And so that's what you're going to get as you move along. That's what yeah. I love about Neil Young's catalog. There's stuff that's going to like you're going to be like you're scratching your head, or it's going to drive you crazy, or like why would he fucking do that? Yeah. But then there's going to be that one thing that, like a hurricane, yeah. you know, or old laughing lady, where you're just like, "Holy shit!" Okay, yeah. well, yeah. I can't help but love him. So every time he puts something out, I'm going to go to it and roll right. the dice. You yeah, know, and that's totally. exciting. Yeah, you know, some people, you know, and I'm not dissing ACDC. They definitely have a formula, and they stuck to it, and they were very successful. And some people want that. They don't want to be challenged too much. You yeah, know, you're saying ACDC is for stupid people. No. I know what you're saying. No, not at all. It's for, for people who like to turn off the smartness for a couple hours and just drink some beers and fucking dance with no pants on. 
Isn't that right, Dan Moshpit? You got a brother. What are your Tuesday? (laughs) I like adding the brother. (laughs) Please please don't develop this character. Please don't give him a backstory or whatever the hell you guys Dan Moshpit just got some spotlights for the super dude. Yeah, Dan Moshpit. He says turn off ACDC and fucking rock with your cocks out. Getting as involved as you are with the creation of this character. Best album, the Who Made Who soundtrack. Dan Moshpit doesn't like carrots. Yeah, Vegetables. Just, uh, Fuck that shit. <laughs> nope. I do enjoy cauliflower. Stop. Enough Dan Mosh. I make cauliflower burgers. Have you ever tried with cauliflower a basil casserole, infusion. brother? Dan Mosh doesn't use Hulk Hogan. shoelaces. He uses fucking Velcro, brother. He's just becoming Thunderlips. Yeah, right. <laughs> How much do you think Thank Dan Mosh eats? About 202 pounds. Thank you, Dan That's Mosh. Or you know, you know what else? Fans. You know what else he is? Oh fuck! I'm gonna forget the name of it. What's the dude from fucking Spider-Man? The the uh, the editor? No, no. Mr. Jameson? Oh no, the movie? Yeah. The wrestler? Yeah. What oh, was that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. What, what was his, was his name, name in the movie? Fuck! I was such I a big remember. fan of that movie. That's too. Da- that's the, the who I'll I envisioned Dan Moshpit. Uh, oh, it was uh, what was it? Sawbones. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Sawbones right. is ready. Yeah. Dan Moshpit <laughs> is like Sawbones <laughs> with like a friggin' <laughs> Patriots a Patriots hat on. Is he's, he's not and, even from here? Is he right. even from here? He's got a sleeveless he tap out. Patriots hat. He's got on. a sleeveless tap out shirt, <laughs> and uh, and he's got like a super giant chain on his. Uh, what are those fucking jeans? I know exactly. I was trying New to think. New Era or whatever no, they're called? I'm, I'm no, I'm trying what are they, to, you know the, what they're, they're called? They're the same jeans that that guy wore in uh, fucking Tiger King, that fucking Yeah, exactly. Guy. Yeah. He's got a giant chain, but it's not attached to a wallet. It's just attached to another belt loop. <laughs> what are those? The fucking... I can't think of what they're called. They're like the thank bedazzled God. ones or yeah, whatever? Yeah, thank God. Ed Hart? Yeah. No, not Ed Hardy. Not yeah, Ed Hardy's Hardy. in that same thing. Whatever. And... Fucking Von Dutch. How did we get to that? What were you talking about? Who oh, the ACDC. ACDC. I saw this really funny meme of uh, like a jukebox at this place and, and the sign said something. Did Sarah Lynn post that? Someone posted it. It was like, um, play anything you want, just don't play ACDC. Wow, like, oh, the yeah, fuck? yeah. We're that. not joking. Don't I actually play do like ACDC. <laughs> Guys, I, you got to follow this formula, all right? And I've been saying it for years, and it's any ACDC album. Plus case of beer equals party. I mean, okay? yeah. you're not wrong. You just combine the two. You play it wicked fucking loud. But you couldn't have this kind of a, a podcast with ACDC. <laughs> you might be able to. No, no, no. I don't know. It man. wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be as. It'd be like, yeah, hell's bells, man. There wouldn't be a lot of no. questions. <laughs> yeah, this song's about <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, two, went, Satan. there's two hits. Hell? There's two hits on the kick Satan. drum in this song. <laughs> Phil Rudd, come on! Yeah, this song was clearly written to play in arenas at sporting events. Come on! Speaking of drummers, remember Russ Kunkel? Yeah, from On the Beach. The the, uh, he was married to Nicolette Larson. Was he married to her before all this? Fuck out of here! They. there's some. Did you guys see this Nicolette Larson shit? No. So she died of, from brain swelling. I saw yeah, that, which is yeah. tragic. She was married to Ross Kunkel when she died. Oh, really? She dated Weird Al. Everyone. No. You did not way. know this. You didn't see this. I swear Holy to God, I didn't know this. Fuck Nicolette balls. Larson dated Weird Luke. Al. Luke. Why is Weird Al not on this fucking <coughs> podcast yet? She was fucking dragging his ass on it. 
<laughs> He's face. so mad at I you. Like, I know. I like. Fuck you. After after you got him going about the Italian subs last week, I'm like, it's really fun to get you going. Um, it is to see him mad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe there's an actual Neil Young connection. I Isn't know. that crazy? Neil Young is That's Eskimo Brothers with Weird Al Yankovic. I can't imagine like Nicolette Larson after hanging out with like Neil Young and that whole scene. And I then, bet like, you Weird Al pulled it down. I bet you. You know what it is? Weird Al makes the ladies laugh. Yeah. And the ladies love to laugh. And I bet I bet Neil's the same way. Neil's a funny dude. He you is know? a funny dude. So it's yeah. probably the same sort of thing. I bet you Weird Al cleaned up. I bet you he just... Like when he first started cleaned taking up. off... I'm sorry to sound like a fucking barstool douchebag, but he, like, I'm sure once fucking uh, that first Michael Jackson parody album came out, I think it was even worse. He probably just fucking just swept the floor with women. Him and fucking David. Washed the walls him with and them David like David Briggs. Briggs. <laughs> Washed the walls with women. Just saying. Listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man, I'm, con- I'm, I'm making sure here. There's, there's a, wow. If you Google, like, Nicolette Larson and Weird Al, you, it's confirmed. I she, love Weird Al. I mean, there's no. Yeah, Weird Al's awesome. Weird Al fucking, and he yeah, still of course, rules. We all love yeah. Weird Al. Weird he's, Al should be doing the halftime show at every Super Bowl. Oh, my. I would watch football again. And you just bring. He should, he should be the one that brings on the guests. Weird Al fucking rules. And. Every every era of but Weird I, Al is is hilarious. From I just, back in the I, day, the I, I Demento th- days, to like Al TV, to UHF, Comedy Bang Bang, Comedy Bang Bang, even the shit that he's done recently. Did you see the the Conan episode with Weird Al, or listen to the Conan one with Weird Al? The podcast or yeah. the show? He, I don't remember. But Conan did some shit with Weird Al. Did was. you see the Funny or Die thing? The Weird Al. Thing that they did that uh, Aaron Paul played Weird Al. Yes, I oh didn't my see God. that. That sounds so, great. That's excellent. Was, yeah, that was very good. So I just funny. thought it was nuts that we have an actual connection yeah. now with with right. uh, I had no, fucking I can't Neil. Man, she dated try Weird again. Al. Yeah, isn't that wow. nuts? It must have been after Neil, though. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I would assume oh, yeah. so. Because this was I would, this was the this seven. She you went know, this from 60, Neil Young to Weird. Al. Sorry, seventy seven. When did she date Neil? Yeah, I mean uh, Weird Al. Well, she died I'm talking about was the, this uh, was this during Neil like she died when she was forty five. Yeah, that 90s. was ninety seven. Ninety seven. Right. She probably dated him in the eighties. Yeah. So guess. she pro- so she dated must have da- must oh, have I had her thing with out, Neil first. Uh, made a lot of love and then maybe I wonder if she sang backup. She on made a lot of, of love. To <laughs> she made a lot of love to Weird Al. He probably snuck in and was like, I want a parody. Why am I doing Neil's voice for Weird Al? I want a parody. A lot of love. I want to call it "Lot of Bugs." I'm gonna spray a lot of bugs. It's a, it's an ex. It's a, can't you see him pitching it to her, and then she just has sex with him. <laughs> She's like, "That's the worst idea I've ever heard." Take off your clothes. You haven't made it till Weird Al. That's right. That's when songs. you know. Well, she. That's when you know. She uh, started. She got married to Russ Kunkel. It says uh, 1990. Oh, so wow. After Weird Al. So, weird, weird. so Russ Kunkel got Weird Al's sloppy sick. Come on, Luke, Sorry. man. Stop that. I fucking love Weird Al. I want to do a Weird Al podcast. Let's stop just... being vulgar. He's not going to appreciate can't. that. No, he won't. He's unable to stop being I'm vulgar. Not. It's my outlet. Yeah, so she, she's I would assume actually, it was the 80s is my point. She actually referred to this album as an album of duets. Because well, she's almost on, the, on every go, song. If you go yeah. on the Neil Young archives and you play through the songs, it appears on on the thing. Yeah. And right, yeah. As 
Neil Young and Nicolette Larson. Right. Very surprised. Almost all, except for the ones that are either Crazy Horse or Gone with the Wind. Was, right. Um, yeah, whatever the hell he Gone with the, the Wind. wind yeah. Orchestra well, that's what, you know where that came from. Ben Keith hired a bunch of musicians. Oh, a ton. Yeah, yeah for this. J.J. Kale is on this album. Yeah, yeah. And then the, and the guys who played with J.J. Kale are on also, this album. Also, yeah. not to do this, but to go back to Eric Clapton real quick. I thought he was going to say Weird Al was fucking, on this album. Eric Clapton is a complete ripoff of J.J. Kale. Oh, absolutely. And he'll, yeah. he'll be the first to admit yeah. that. I will say. But if you listen to J.J. Kale, which not a lot of people even really know who J.J. Kale is because you mostly know Clapton and whatever. Right. But right. they'll all attribute a lot of... Yeah, absolutely. The, and then you listen to J.J. Kill and you're like, yep, yeah, <laughs> Clapton absolutely. is just doing Clapton. J.J. Kill. Was it, was it you or someone else who sent me? I, I'm pretty sure. What, it was in what a, was some it? article that I was... It wasn't Margot Price, but it was someone like that who wrote something like, I met Eric Clapton and he's a racist piece of shit. I don't care that I he wrote Layla. Send, <laughs> I didn't send that, but that's great. <laughs> Sorry, this, <laughs> sorry, Clapton fans. You're not going to find any love on this podcast. Except for the one where I was trying to do it, and you were like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I was like, no, okay. Luke. I didn't turn into Kermit the Frog. Well, wait a minute, Luke. I mean, wait a minute, Russ. Kermit? <laughs> Tonight on the uh, Clapton show. Well, he's got, he, he's got, like, Ben Keith. Well, they got Tim Drummond. Yes, yeah. I was going to jump on there back with him. But yeah. he hired some really great guys. I mean, Rufus Thibodeau plays Yeah, I was going to talk about Rufus Thibodeau. That's a cool over character, too, man. Yeah, and, and, and he, it's, he really ca- – he's got that – he's like a, a, from New Orleans. Yeah, so you I was going to say he's a playing. New Orleans guy. He's got guy. that Cajun yep, style absolutely. in his playing and stuff. He decided and then not you, to go with you, Rusty you, for the fiddle had, for this Yeah. <laughs> you had talked about Spooner Oldham before, too, I think, and he's on – And he's played on a bunch of great, like, soul recordings, like Percy Sledge. He's played with Aretha When you look up the guys – like you said, Rufus and and then Spooner. There's they really are some. There's some talented fucking guys here. Oh, man. Yeah. There's some talented but people here. The whole Gone with the Wind thing comes from Ben Keith hiring all these guys, and he thought Neil would kind of go through them and hear mm-hmm. what they had to contribute. And Neil was kind of like, "Well, let's just have them all play at the same time." <laughs> that's a fucking Neil man. You know, that's right a total there. like Neil move right there. So, yeah. and some of the stuff you've got like three or four guys playing acoustic guitar. You know, like especially, yeah. I think they're all playing. Well, it's so going weird that back. you have JJ Kale, and I mean, we're talking about fucking JJ Kale here, right? Right. And you don't even really notice him in the album. I think the only one I really spotted him was Motorcycle Mama, which I'm like, that must be JJ Kale playing that electric there. You know, mm. everywhere else in the album, I don't really. It, but this album's so weird, like that. It's yeah. And then when you do hear the orchestra, it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool, but it's. It's weird that there's so many musicians, but it's yeah. A lot of the songs don't have don't you don't know not that you don't notice it, but it's just uh, it's they're you, gone with the wind, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's wild. Well, but. Bobby Bobby Charles, uh, the guy who who had a hit with "See You Later, Alligator," um, was not on the album, but he was hanging out like with Neil during a lot of the recording of this. And they asked Ben Keith, you know, what did what did Bobby Charles contribute to this? And and he said he rolled some really awesome joints. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much. It's kind of like almost like Rusty, although Rusty did play it on the beach, but he just added some vibe. Yeah, yeah. To the sessions, you that's know? cool. And I think that's what Bobby Charles did on this one. Are we? Do you have more? You want to? Yeah, actually, okay. this kind of started out. The seed of this came from an idea that Neil allegedly had. Of making an album and naming the songs after other people's songs. What? So that's what you know. That song, um, 
Well, Going Back is named after someone else who had a hit with that, that same titled mm-hmm. song. But, you know, Little Wing, it's like yeah. the first track on Hawks and Doves. Yeah. So I, I, when I first saw that, I thought, oh, he's, that's Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. yeah. No, he just named it after the Jimi Hendrix song. Just took and the, so he was going to do a whole... Literal, this is kind of weird, Alice. He was going to do a whole album of songs <laughs> with the titles of other people's songs, so people but they're different. Covers, yeah, and they're different, <laughs> completely different songs. What a weirdo. Keneal, so, right? Keneal. <laughs> Uh, like Sail great. Away was another one, and that's like that's from Randy Newman's tune, Sail Away, and or Sticks. Come on, no, that that's true. Later, yeah, though, no, wasn't I hear it? you. I hear you on that. No, Come no, Sail Away. Sticks was around that time. No, Sticks I know, but I wonder when that song. Eh, it doesn't matter. That was late. That was around this time, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I feel like this was probably first. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it matters. <laughs> doesn't matter. Frankly, <laughs> youngsters, I don't <laughs> give a matter. damn. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> a great you. reference. Thank nice you. one. Excellent reference to a really racist film. Very racist way film. to go. Have you got? Do you guys have HBO at all? Yes. Have you have you seen the disclaimers for Gone with the Wind and no. Blazing Saddles? No. Gone with the Wind is like the one. It just explains that this was made at a time when this kind of language was acceptable and stuff. The Blazing Saddles one really kills me because they have to explain the joke, and when you have to explain the joke, yeah. it's not <laughs> it's funny it's anymore. Lost, right. Yeah. So it's like you know the 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 thing with Blazing Saddles is. The people making all these racist comments are the people that are of small minds, and that's you know right. why it was turned so around. They do and that now and with so, like Django. No, you know they, they will in a few years. Yeah. yeah, probably Django will probably have its time. But I was just like, okay, so you have to explain the fucking joke. Well, you know right. what? Don't even watch Blazing Saddles. Don't worry why don't about you go it. watch your fucking Ernest movies? Okay, don't you, you shit, don't shit don't on you Ernest. Shit on you watch Ernest. your fucking er- have your comedy spoon fed to you like that. Don't shit on you know, Ernest. Watch Mike your you. Jim Varney was great ground as, here. as Jed Clampett, but nothing else. Come on, we uh, we got to pause this. We, so we got to beat the yeah, shit is, out of shoe. This is not good. Fuck the Ernest movies. Are you are you you're joking? No, they're they're garbage. Ernest Scared Stupid is a goddamn masterpiece. No. Ernest goes to Ernest jail. Should have gone an. I can't. I couldn't make it. The the two or three movies I tried. Come on, watching, man. He I plays two versions of of himself. Come I couldn't on, make Mike. It. You no. are you are fucking no. wrong and an idiot for Those not are, liking Ernest Goes. Come on, hey, how about the, the classic? <laughs> I think, I think I like it better when you do it. Because the beard goes back and forth. It's really fucked up looking. I can't believe you just did that. Dude, we grew up on Ernest, so I got a sweet oh, spot. Oh, I'm sorry. Then. I got a sweet I'm spot. Sorry. Yeah, you know what, Mike? Ernest. Fuck off with They're, your Ernest hating. Also, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing where I, I'm I'm not I mean it's not even really my place, but Ah, whatever. Fuck it. I just, as far as I thought as, you were gonna shit on shoe. For no, 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 no. You're I gonna say Mike about, shoe hates. It, I was just talking about giving dis- disclaimers and stuff. As far as <laughs> I don't know, the arts is is a different thing, and and um, I think you have to take into account certain certain things. You know, Mel Brooks did did uh, gave a lot of jobs. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, well, Mel. No, the joke was. That the people that were making all these racist comments and stuff were yeah, the are fucking the shitheads. Were the yeah, racists, right? Right. You, know? and you, and, you should know that. And like, yeah. And, and uh, what's his name? Cleavon Little was that his name? The guy from Blazing Saddles would explain to Gene right. Wilder's character. Yeah. 
You know, so he was like, that was the I, that was the yeah, so you don't need the disclaimer. Fa- it's already right. there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you need to have so I'm, like, yeah, I'm with to you there, don't but watch I'm also, the fucking movie. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, it's also like, you know, we definitely need to figure out a way of making sure that we deal with racism. But yeah, that's a little bit like, all right, my, it, my, I don't know about my that. My favorite kinda, take on like the majority of this, and I feel like he said it about something else, but sums it up, is, the, is Ari Shafir. Remember when Shane Gillis... He, the comedian. Did you hear about all this? He was supposed to be on SNL. Oh, yeah. He but was he, the guy who was shitting on Chinese people. Yes. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, but he said it on a comedy podcast. Right. And he said it like... Did you hear his actual comments? I heard the whole episode. Okay. Did you listen to the whole episode? No. He was making fun of, like, New Yorkers who shit on Chinese people. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And again, I know you're an Asian-American man. I'm not. So if you're offended... You're not like, Asian-American? I'm, Believe it or not, I am not. Wow, you definitely look it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, if he if he's he's saying it on his podcast, he knows that the mics are on. He uploaded it. He got it mastered. He put it out to the world. I don't think he had any ill intent. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm no, saying? No, I understand what you're saying because it's it's something that people forget about in situations like that. Right. Like me, I didn't hear the whole thing, so right. I don't have the context. Oh and yeah, that's what it's about. It's about it's about intent. It's about context. He was he was like doing it's this, also, this yeah, version you're of like these that. New Yorkers who just like <laughs> these these like rich white New Yorkers who just shit on anyone and just think it's okay. It was it's right. anyway. We don't have to go down this. Road. No, I, I I don't care. I'm fine with it. I I, I he, <sighs> are the youngsters fine with it though? They're waiting to hear about comes are, a time. Are they? <laughs> I don't know if they are. I'm not. <laughs> are they still with us? We should no, actually hop kidding. into we it because we're over an hour here. Holy fuck! Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, let's we get right. Let's get into it right now. All right, right. Well, I'm gonna right. pee while you play the song. Okay. I do like this song. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I do love this tune. When Russ comes back, we should just act like we've skipped through all the songs. I'll just play "Motorcycle Mama." I'm, I'm down with that. I do. I do love when the bass kicks in when they kick into the song. Oh yeah, not this part. This is yeah. nice too. But yeah, when it when it all kind of yeah, because it, it's time. totally like '70s soft rock FM yeah. radio. Yeah. I don't know what the song's about at all. You know what? You know what I think this song is about. Should we wait for Russ to talk yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, let's wait. Okay. Do our stupid bit about motorcycle. Actually, you know what? Let's not do that because it'll take two hours. It's gonna take so long. We need to start shortening these a little bit. Yeah, we do. So this is the entire Gone with the Wind. Or I don't know how many people are playing on this song. He's got like eight guitar players on here. And yeah, if you ever saw the Heart of Gold concert film, Mm. it's it's like that. He's got like eight guitar players. Okay, and he's got like you know vibraphone player, keyboards, you know percussionist, drummer, fiddle, everything. Yeah, you know so. You know, Ben Keith said this was like how Frank Sinatra would cut records with the full band orchestra and they would play it all live. And he compared it to that. Like yeah. he had all these guys playing live, you know, in the studio all at the same time. Yeah, I, this, if I had to pick a top three, I know this is in it. I think I know Comes a Time is in it, even though I don't really like this version of Comes a Time. But they're really the only two standout songs for me on this whole album. And I do, I like this song. It just, even, even the way it, I, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say what I'm thinking. Hey Russ, if you really, I mean, sorry, Luke, if you really don't like something, it's not like we've been shy about saying that on this podcast. I don't like this album. I don't like it. I don't know. Okay. 
No, I understand because I don't. I'm not crazy about it either. Yeah, like it's not. It. It. Like I said, the only one that that I would put below it at this point would be the debut. I just. You I know? feel like it starts with this song, which I like, but it to me it never picks up. It never gets anywhere. I don't musically. I don't think he ever like gets off the ground. I don't know. It's just my own. Is he flying too opinion. close to the ground? I think he's flying too close to the sound. Uh. To the sound. What? So we're talking to Russ. We're talking about Motorcycle Mama. Yeah, I was we're, just peeing, youngsters. Yeah, we went oh, through okay. all the songs. Yeah, we already right? gone through all yeah. the songs because we're running low. So we're on a Motorcycle Mama. Yeah, well, so that's you have about so five, not, five seconds. <laughs> no, what do you think of it? Yeah, what do you think of it? Yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down. Motorcycle Mama. Where'd you get the pizza? Inside. You want a slice? Do you oh. have any pizza left? Yeah, I'll get you one. I'll get you a slice. Okay. Because well, I don't really wait. care let's about this album. So. Okay. <laughs> no, go get him a slice. You can tell me what you guys just talked about. Yeah. Well, we're actually, we're, we, we're waiting. We're talking about going back. And we're mm-hmm. waiting for you to come back to talk about what you think it means. Because Luke says he has no idea what this song is about. And I have a theory on what this song may be about. It makes, it makes sense to me like after dream. I read about it. A dream about what? <clears throat> well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Like he's saying, I'm go- I want I'm mm-hmm. going back, where I have nowhere to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? I gotta look at the lyrics. You know what? I, you know what I think it is. I think it. This is a, yet another song, written about the death of the hippie dream. You think so? Yeah, and and to this day, Neil has, even though he's he's written several different songs about how the hippie dream is dead and it's gone away and there's no real hippies left and stuff. He still clings on to that dream because it's a dream. Right. He still wants that. And there's nothing wrong with the hippie dream. You know, I mean, it's all positive stuff and he still wants that to happen. But I think that's what this is. He's, he wants to go back to a place where there's nowhere to stay. See, that's you why know, I that, feel like that's, it's just about sleeping and dreaming. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> the only place the hippie ideals exist now are in a dream in a dream yeah while that I'm makes asleep. sense and I mean, he's dream and he's dreaming about the time like here the first the first verse um, in a foreign land there were creatures at play running hand in hand needing nowhere to stay driven to the mountains high they were sunken in the cities deep living in my sleep yeah but what makes you think that he's talking about the hippies that he's talking about it that? was just it was a whole different world the way it's the way he's describing these people. Thanks, appreciate it. Oh wow, thank you for the last piece of the pizza. That's pizza. very generous. I'm surprised there's any pizza left with you know five kids in the house. I had to, I had to tear it out of my two year old's hands to give it to you. Good, good. He did, that guy. He's got an attitude problem. He, really he turns does. three tomorrow. To too. He came in here and he did a little Michael Jackson dance in his diaper, and I was just like, get this kid out of here. We're talking about Neil Young. Don't talk about Michael Jackson around the youngsters. <laughs> okay, sorry. But that's just what it is. To me, it's another song about the death of the hippie dream, and he wants to go back to that, but there's really nowhere to, nothing to go back to. Like, they were driven to the mountains high, so you could say that was like Woodstock or the yeah. end of the Vietnam War or something like that. But then they were sunken in the cities deep, which means, you know, what happens in the cities? You know, well, there's, there's commercialism, and that kind of took, it, took its hold on, on the hippie dream. And then there's heroin. You know, which is another thing that the city thing could mean that, you know, the drugs. He always says that the drugs got out of control and that's what destroyed a lot of talented and creative people. And so that's that's just what I get from this. What I think it's about. I I feel that I also I mean, I, I now that you've explained it like that, I can totally see that. 
I, I, when I listened, I mostly just thought he's talking about uh, his dreams, and in an, in a sort of John Lennon way, it's better when I'm sleeping because there's nothing there, and I can just go into this other right. foreign land where and he can't stay there. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dream, right. Exactly. Because then you have to wake up. Wake and, up. And, yeah. Right. right. Okay. And, I, uh, I can see that too. So you hmm. know, even just like, but yeah, I mean, then there's stuff that's, yeah, I don't know. You know, he he talks about. I used to build these buildings. Yeah, I was going to say that. I used to like walk certain, next to you. Right, he's building shit apart. in his mind. It's like right. it's sort of what I thought, like uh, um, Inception or something. You know, um, I feel like going back back where there's nowhere to stay when fire filled the sky. So I remember that day. These rocks I'm climbing down have already left the ground. Yeah, I got a I got a theory on that line. Okay, so these rocks I'm climbing down have already left the ground. Visually, that's like things are falling apart, right? Yeah, or possibly. Were destroyed and he's hanging on to the debris. What year did this album come out? 78. Okay. When did Star Wars come out? <laughs> 78. Bear with me here. <laughs> 77. Is, he t- is this a reference to the destruction of Alderaan by the Death Star? <laughs> that would be awesome. Was this l- lyric influenced by that? I think this was... He used Jawas and Live Rust, did right? He? That's right, he did. So he oh, loves Star Wars. And Elton, that, Obi-Wan Neil, Kenobi. Would, Neil would totally, my only hope. Neil would totally do that too. Of course he would. Yeah, it's seventy-seven. You might be right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I'm <laughs> just saying. He saw that image. He was like, "That's my world." That would make it better. That's like, for that's me. like my hippie world being destroyed by you know the capitalist assholes. Yeah. And I'm just trying to hang on, and I'm jumping from rock to rock, and already flinging <clears throat> through space. I mean, it might be. I mean, Alderaan's not far away. It's Californication. No, Jesus. it is far away. It's in a galaxy. It's in a far, galaxy far away. Far, far away. Yeah, it's a, a long, a long time ago. Space long may be ago. the final yeah. frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. Mm. Okay. Did you t- did you say you liked this song? I liked this one. I like comes a time, and then when I went to get she was slice of pizza, and right before I rubbed it on my dick. Um, oh! <laughs> what was that noise? Was that you it's speaking del- out? It's delicious. It's a shoe pizza noise. Yeah. Uh, and then Human Highway is probably my number three. And then the rest, I'm not. Well, we're not at that. I didn't I'm, ask that. I asked yes, if you like this song. I'm don't telling you the three top that three. I don't care you about my top that three. right now. And it's not even my top three. It's like the only three that I kind of enjoy. You're insane. Luke is, I think, being what extremely I, nice about this album. I think I am. Yeah. Here's what I like about this song. I like the way it starts with the acoustic butt at it. That sort of like... Uh-huh. And then the like, intertwining acoustic guitars. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. I like the bass hits. The That's bass what hits. I was talking you brought about. up the yeah. bass hits. Nice. Um, and the, but then when it starts, the melody is... is uh, your daughter brought up Disney. The, right. This melody, <laughs> when it first right. starts off, is a little Disney to me. It's like... He loves Disney and he loves Star Wars. Know, That's, and now Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, so we're back to Star Wars. <laughs> but then I do like it when the melody kicks into that driven to the mountains high. They yeah, were that's sunken in. The, I like that part. Um, and I like the chorus. I, I dig a song. The I feel like the production gets better and better like as it builds. Can you go to Well, a, that's that's yeah, the layering. Yeah, like the on layering the first, like on the debut cool. album. Can you go to like 223ish? Yeah. Yeah. 
that. Synthesizer. Like, you don't have to play it, but you know, there's some of that shit. Yeah. Oh, no. And then, really, like, yeah. towards the last chorus, there's a lot more of those strings come in. And uh, I just like the way that it builds. I also really like Nicolette's harmony. Her harmonies throughout this whole album, yeah. she does some really interesting stuff. You can leave. I mean, it, it's you don't need to play it, too. It's, it's fine. But um, I like this. You know, I was uh, really. I like this. Uh, yeah. I like how they go. I feel like going because that like comes in at the end. It's cool the way they do that. They've been introducing that, and then it make it like it, all of a sudden it, it turns into the chorus. Yeah, That's I like. Cool. I like. I like, I like this her song. harmony. I think a lot. this song would be the great intro to any other album. It just to me, it doesn't go anywhere after this. Personally, I disagree because look at uh, look out for my love is I think my favorite song off this album and. That that acoustic thing, which I fucking love in in this title in the sorry in this opening track, comes back for me in "Look Out for for My Love," but it 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 completes it. It makes yeah. it fucking better and awesome. I, and I really like "Look Out for My Love," so I I I would even rather that the album start with "Look Out for My Love." I feel like it's a better song. It, it, I don't know. I I enjoy "Look Out for My Love." I, yeah, you know what? That's not a we'll bad get song. to it. When we get to it, but um, I was really surprised that Jack Nietzsche was not involved in this album because after listening to it without looking at the credits or anything, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's Nietzsche." Yeah, that's you totally think Nietzsche. some of that production, didn't want especially Nietzsche the string stuff, yeah. start sleeping with Nicolette too, right? Yeah, he's probably too busy with Carrie Snodgrass. Can I at the say time. I also <laughs> hate this album cover? I'm being honest. Why do you hate now? Why do you hate I'm, the so album I, cover? I also heard that he went through a bunch of different album covers and just kept like saying no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And I just think he settled on a really boring one. I hate the face he's making in it. He looks like Sling Blade a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't he kind of look like he wants some French fried mm, potatoes? Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Am I wrong? Look at the face, though. He's got this like weird lip thing I going I want to go something. back. I feel like going back. I got nowhere to stay. <laughs> what if, what if, like, she was hypnotized once because he just was that character and he finally got out of it, and I just unlocked it. And now he won't be able to talk any oh other way. Oh my god! And I would be that guy for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. Awesome. I'm okay with that. Mm, a lot of love. Well, there, you know, comes. Gonna take a lot of love. Comes the time. I'm gonna take a lot of love there. Huh? Yeah. How do you not like those country that country fiddle? Man? Doesn't do it for me. I love that. I love that. See, I love, I love that. Song. I love that droniness to it. Lyrically, love this song. Yeah, that's a love good it. Song. You, if you don't, you're yeah. insane. I just don't like, and I think part of it this is taking that old school Bible sort of, you know, the the birds uh, took that. Um, to, there is a season sort of a thing sure and that's to me this is a better version of that I also didn't know this was Nicolette I thought that was this was Emmy Lou when I first heard it this chorus is awesome so good yeah, yeah. Chord, like chord wise when you play the song I love the choices he, that he made when he wrote it but. so you just I just think you don't like this style of country that's probably what's bothering you about it uh, it's not my favorite I, you yeah. know what I think it is I think do you know when you... Okay, 
you're a fan of K's, the ice cream place out in oh yeah, West, you betcha. Met Westminster Garden or wherever the hell that yeah. is. Yeah, great lobster roll. Same. My wife loves K's. Loves K's. Yeah. Um, there's place. a flavor of ice cream there that I get every time. We went there about a week ago. Is it the uh, promise of the man twist? <laughs> No. <laughs> you know what? I, I deserve, that's good. That, that's only soft serve. Though. I deserve that. No, it's not. <laughs> Donkey ball delight. Um, I love it how it gets all. It all kind of catches in the bottom <laughs> of the cone. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go no, ahead. It's go ahead. They were cold. I've. They were cold. They were cold. You know that? Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't? Come on, the wedding singer. Yeah. Come on. Man. I did not expect you to know that reference. Dude, the man. wedding singer is awesome. That's good. Anyway, when last time I pulled in there, I hit two cones that could have been people. They could have been guests at her wedding. Did a DJ give you this? Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. You're slowly losing your mind, and yes. I'm reaping all the benefits. That's right. Yes. No, anyway, so they had this ice cream Self-taught flavor. Self-taught no lessons. Thank Jesus you very Christ. much, Bot. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Luke. Hey, buddy. Oh, God, do you like Flock of Seagulls? Okay. No, no but you do. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, Logan. Okay, fine. Take off my Van Halen Come on, shirt before he takes go the ahead, hand and they break up. Okay. Now I'm just... I know. You got to keep going. You're, You're talking about K's. K's. There's an ice cream flavor. I've, I, I get it every time. I can't... Uh, Which one is it? It's called White Wedding. It's called White Wedding. <laughs> it doesn't matter the kind. It's it's like a peanut butter cookie dough kind. Ooh, anyway. That sounds good. Yeah. I went, we went back there this week, and they didn't have it. And they said, do you, what, it, what else do you want? They have, a, they have a bunch. Oh, exactly. It's a stupid Lukey. little problem. But I'm like, I don't. I, I did the stupid pouty. I was like, I don't even fucking want ice cream now. Like, because I, oh, I don't even like ice cream that much. I like this one ice cream. I didn't get it. The, to, well, going into this album. Poor Chubby I've, White Guy. <laughs> I've only ever heard the ver- I've never heard this version of Comes a Time. That's wild. So I legitimately thought that the version I was going to hear was that live one that oh, I had been okay. listening to. I hear what you're saying. So I think it just set a weird like negative tone for me listening to the rest of the album. Right. Probably, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying like that? I, get, I understand that. It's like when you reach for a glass and you drink it and you think it's Sprite, but right. it's actually club soda. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, you're kind of like, awful. "Oh man, what yeah. the f- Yes, awful. exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. No, Luke, I yeah. understand what you're Thank saying because you. I feel a little bit of the same way Thank you. about this album. So you, you get what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Well, would once you again, f- that would have been could have been better if it was brought to my attention yesterday. yesterday. I fucked okay. it up in the beginning. Um, <laughs> here's a question that I don't think is, is, is answerable, but fuck it. Would you feel differently about this album had American Stars and Bars not been before this? Maybe a little bit. No, because it would have been coming off of Zuma. Yeah, so no. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think I would. I, if anything, American Stars and Bars eases into this. I feel like. Yeah. Especially but, that second half. Yeah, but this right after Zuma, that's a pretty big swing. No and that, way. Neil's done that. He's gone to extremes sure. and stuff like that. I just think, I kind of agree with Luke, where some of this album to me just comes across as like forced, and there's just I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You want to? Not this song though. I no, mean, this, I, I this like song, the song is great. There's actually a part in the song. You know the breakdown when the strings come in? Mm-hmm. Can you play that? Can you find? I forgot the time on that one. There's also a nice shaker in this song. <laughs> You're the um, shaker. If you can give me a general it's probably idea. around there. Probably it's like in there. the middle. Okay, right here. right here. Okay, listen to this. All right. All right, now listen to this. 
two-for-one appetizers at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Come on back, America. Come back to Cracker Barrel. Why do you always have to yeah. do this? Because that's what that sounds like with the strings. This is perfectly good song until they stuck those strings in there. I agree with you. The strings agree with you. The strings bring this tune down. It's too it, purposefully right. polished or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know what would have been better there? Nils Lofgren playing the accordion. Mm. That would have been way better than that string section. That would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, and I could do without the string. The song itself is so good just as a song. As yeah. li- lyrically, it's, song. it's just a yeah. great fucking song. It, it, you didn't need that, and but whatever. Fucking Neil, man. It's still a great song. I love it. So, I mean, if he wants to have that version of it, cool, cool. You know, what? Whatever. I, I, but I agree with you. Yeah, that string part, is, it's unnecessary. There's parts on this album where the strings work. Yes, yeah. Or they have a cello or, or yeah. a viola come in somewhere and it works. But yeah. kicking in, the, it's too much like Emperor of Wyoming, where it was just like, okay. Very Emperor of Wyoming. This is like, that's why I thought Nietzsche was doing it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, nowhere to be found. Well, let's move on to Look Out for My Love. I, I yes. fucking love this song. <clears throat> Can you just even? Well, there's a part I want to hear. Well, I want to hear this part, Russ. Okay. (laughs) It's coming up anyway. So this is like the best part of the song. The you own it. Here it is. Yeah. This is that guitar from going back comes back here a little bit. Yeah, you know what? That's my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. This song rocks, man. You know what? And, and the, the 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 crazy horse vocals on this. Yeah. I are so refreshing. They're very especially, crazy especially horse. at the end. It's yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is one of the. I think only there's two crazy horse songs on this record. I forgot about this one. This is my favorite song off the album. That's actually. what I'm telling you, yeah. man. I, that's yeah. why I was surprised that you didn't mention this because. This song to me is fucking awesome. I, I confuse this one with the I. Why would you follow "Look Out for My Love" with "Lot of Love"? Well, that yeah. I mean, Come that's on, Neil. <laughs> Can you go to two thirty around uh, around two thirty? I love to the, to the guitar dentist? the guitar stuff. That uh, nice. That's a racist good, joke. Good job. It is probably. Um, he, he sings about that guitar. You hear it? Yeah. That poncho. Something yeah. saying something. Yeah. Something something. No one seems to listen. I love that. That guitar in the background. Yeah. It's just enough. Yeah, just enough. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree about that. I just song. like the thing I like about the, that whole section right there. Again, we're sort of talking about production stuff, but um, the line there. When you start to hear that guitar, is is uh, the line is hydraulic wipers pumping till the window glistens. Something saying something, no one seems to listen. And I, I like that when I heard that, I was like, it sounds like he's doing like shitty uh, fucking 
windshield wipers. Well, yeah, yeah. it's it's right. almost yeah. like you can this the guitar is making the sound of yeah. windshield wipers, and then in the next line, it's men with walkie talkies. Men with flashlights waving up upon the tower. Time reads daylight savings. And then that guitar is sort of this um, almost walkie-talkie-esque sort of weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. You know, like checking the signal, checking the the channel or whatever. And Mm. um, I just just dig some of that shit that he does there as far as the lyric and the guitar and uh, the production value. But I just wanted to point that out. I I love that. Can I give a little background on this tune? Yeah. They recorded Briggs. David Briggs produced this one in a lot of love, and they recorded this at his studio, Studio Indigo. And this is a, these are uh, this is a crazy horse tune. Yeah, this, this is a crazy horse tune. Yeah, yeah, this and a lot of love, the only two on here. And it took them uh, approximately twelve hours to do this song. They recorded twelve hours straight. Wow. Uh, they started at, like in the evening. They ended at about six in the morning, according to Frank San Pedro, because he walked oh, wow. out and the sun was up. And like Neil would work on the verses while they were playing, so that's why it was taking so long. So they didn't even know if the song was going anywhere. And Frank San Pedro said that he had bought himself a week's worth of cocaine <laughs> that they did in that 12-hour period. Christ. Now, when Frank San Pedro says he's got a week's worth of cocaine, that's not like me saying I have a week's yeah, worth of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Frank fucking San Pedro. Which means it's like a normal person's month right. worth. Right? Yeah, it's like 20 or pounds or something worth. like that, right? <laughs> so they did all this cocaine. And then I think it was Ralph Molina saying they really got the take when they were coming down. He called it the spook. (laughs) And he said the horse really got the spook there. And so that's when this take that you're hearing on the album was like the come down from the all-night cocaine binge. Okay. I I really like the the Crazy Horse vocals on this tune a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like hearing them singing. Is uh, is, uh, Nicolette on this? No. No, she's not on this one or A Lot of Love. love, She's not on A Lot of Love. No, she's not. But uh, this song, <clears throat> this is a warning. This, this song has almost everything I kind of want sometimes in a Neil song. It's got some of that weird guitar stuff. It's got the vocals. It's got the lyrics. It's, and, and I really just love that. Uh, the 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 qualm I have with it that is just I wish there was more of that. You own it. Yeah. This, I just fucking love that. Yeah. Uh, that that part right there. It's just so fucking good. But. I mean, it comes back with, with, without the lyric, but yeah, um, this is this ended up after you pointed my favorite song. This is my favorite song. Actually, I would I get get rid of "Comes a Time" off my top <clears> three and put this one on. So yeah, let's move on to "A Lot of Love" then. Yeah, this is another crazy horse. I hate this song. This is my Cripple Creek Ferry. Oh, really? You yep. hate it that much? Yep. It's a waste of complete, complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. It's just dumb and poppy. I hate it. Well, I think it's supposed go to play, be. Go play the Nicolette Larson version real quick while we're on this vibe. But, um, well, this was, he said this was influenced by Fleetwood Mac. He said this rumors. is a Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. Because he was hanging Which out. Which I totally hear. He was hanging out on his fucking yacht. And he said the crew was playing rumors over and over again. That makes sense. Again, the yacht rock factor comes. All in. you have to do is type in "Lot of Love." It, it'll be her version. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, huh? Dude, how seventies? Continuous soft favorites. Hi, I'm Delilah. That's right. <laughs> this one's for Angie and her little girl in Des Moines. <laughs> 
You brought up Des Moines again. What is it with you in Des Moines? I knew that guy gets gets a kick out of it. Dan Moshpit hates Des Moines too. No, Dan Moshpit sucks. Des Moines sucks. You're on with Delilah. This, this is this is sort of Carly Simon. Oh yeah, this you is, know this is this is all '70s yacht rock right here. Which one do you like better? I like this version better because I don't like Neil. That's a, a tough one. It is because this is such Nicolette a classic. Sounds, yeah. She sounds super sexy in this. Have you seen the video? She's cute as fuck. Too. Yeah, I was. I remember being really young, seeing this on like Don Kirshner's rock concert or something. She's dancing and I was, around. I was amazed at the length of her hair. <laughs> it's there so goes different, my boner. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like a country song. <laughs> Bringing it right so back some, to the wedding singer. Some weird dude singing this. Song. I heard that the alternate version title of this song was "I Got Punched in the Face." I got punched in the face <laughs> for sticking my sticking nose. My nose. <laughs> now listen to the piano in this. Just listen to the piano for a second. Hey, what do you think? It sounds good. It's really subtle, right? Yeah. That's uh, Poncho. Is it really? Poncho's playing piano. Poncho said he was so high on smack while he was playing the piano, he almost forgot like what he had played, like the whole session. He was so high when he was playing piano there. <laughs> he sounds bored. It sounds boring to me. I don't know. Just I, I'm projecting. I'm sure it's just. Well, Nicolette's gonna record this. I'm gonna record it too. <laughs> did she? Did hers come out first? No, no, uh, no, as, no, as I mentioned, oh, yeah. oh, hers, she brought hers, it up. Yeah. Hers was supposed to come out first, but she had a delay for some reason in the yeah. release of her album, and so these albums came out at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they were the same exact fucking time. Yeah, yeah. and hers has become like a number one hit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. That's okay because when, okay, I, was, when Neil, I was growing up, I didn't even know that. Like you said, I didn't know this was a Neil song. Me neither. Yeah, well, you know, Neil kind of explains his philosophy on on it. On like dealing with something like that and with yeah. women on, um, I think it's, well, it's coming up here. It's like a really fucked up line from a song. We should start flying through these though because we should try to keep this under two hours. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Peace Thanks of to mind, the then. folks at the Pantheon yes. Podcast Network for reminding us to, to uh, try to fly through things. Right. This is... <clears throat> I like Ben in here. Ben's great yes, in this song. Yes, Ben's excellent on this. He's coming up right in a second, I think. Maybe not. He comes in later, but... Yeah, but he, he slips it in, you know? Yeah. Ben loves slipping it in. Great. <laughs> He's a smooth dude. Just listen to it. Youngsters and listen for Ben. He's he's awesome. This is a super seventies like this carpenters. Is, you can as listen carpenters, to the, yeah. the, the yeah. echo. You know what I mean by when production. I say carpenters, it's Absolutely. got it's got that sort of carpenters vibe. Yeah. There's yeah. there's orchestra strings in this song. Right. It's the kind of song And that the vocal the vocals are all like echoey and atmospheric. Re- reverbed out. Yeah. You know. How about the lyric too? Because we've talked about um we 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 talked about Neil with with uh, as far as breaking up the breakups and stuff that, that how he does he uses that lyric like set me free yeah whatever how about this first line the way he's uh, you know it takes a long long time uh, 
you love her so, and still you know that you will never want to let her go. Unless you leave her first, then you come out on top. That's the lyric I but was talking still, about. But still, there's yeah. just one thing you haven't got, peace of mind. Like when you treated her kind. It's like, he's also singing this with Nicolette, Nicolette who he right. just who broke he, up with, who probably. Who he ghosted, yeah, pretty much. ghosted, yeah. He totally ghosted her, stopped calling her, stopped talking to her. People would ask her in interviews later on, what happened with you and Neil? And she would always say, I have no idea. Weird, Un- Neil doesn't talk to me Unpopular anymore. theory right here. Okay. I think he <laughs> fell hard for Nicolette, and he just was like, we should, like, collaborate on a bunch of songs, and then just wrote oh, all these songs. Oh, totally. I'm Any not, of us would, you know? 100% yeah. we would. And I think that's what happened to him. Yeah. And then this album that's came out. That's what I was going to bring up like, to you. I was like, I think a part of why you might not like this is I think that's a part of the vibe of this album is they were, da- you know, he, like, yeah, he fell. He fell. He was like, this girl's so cute. She's so oh, totally. talented. You know, I've met people like that where I'm like, you're just so fucking talented and cute that yeah. you just want to, like, make an album, do he whatever, tour, whatever. It just. You're just and so then, infatuated, and, and then when he when he when his stopped thinking with his dick, and he heard it with his ears, he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna buy two hundred thousand <laughs> copies of this." No, I think he 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 started a thing with her because he wanted her to be on this album. When the album was done, he was done. Okay, just like a session guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she was, he he wanted maybe that was like his way of getting some kind of vibe out of her. Yeah. But it also is a is a is a serious. Sorry, did you have a no, joke? No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to make a wedding make? singer. Oh, okay. You, there's um, it's it to me. It's quite an insight onto uh, into Neil's mind and and relationships. That oh, yeah. first line, you know, it's right. It's, unless you then you leave her first, then you come out on top. Yeah, and then you come but then out it's, on but top. Then, uh, when yeah, you, if you break up with her, right? Yeah. But but then then there's also he follows it with there's still something you don't got, and that's peace of mind. Like when you treated her kind, so he's still sort of talking right. to himself. When being I wasn't like, all fucked up, when I wasn't up. being a dick, and right. I was actually like yeah. you know infatuated and in love, and I was you know being nice yeah. and kind. Or and whatever. he talks about you know being open with his issues, like right. you know showed her all those things that take their toll you know yeah. there's a line in there and yeah so he's talking about opening up to it, someone <clears throat> and that's like brings peace of mind also when you yeah. can kind of like let them know get them up to speed on what you're going through in your head and that yeah. way you know someone else is sharing that with you Just, it's you it's know. weird too that he follows this song with human highway and then in, in human highway he has a line how could people get so unkind <laughs> right you Even know the song- there's a lot of songs in this album that you had brought up how uh, look out for my love is followed by um, lot of love. There's a ton of lyric yeah. stuff too, where there's like three songs in this in this album that reference highways. There's right. uh, and that was one of my sort of themes of this album was you know Neil just being on this sort of journey of of love and uh, or he'd already gone on a journey through the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is sort of this uh, just the 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 highway for Neil, the highway of of love well, the Neil, traveling you know he loves the, a good he loves traveling he loves the highways yeah. he loves that well, let's shit. let's go on a human highway here okay he also talks about getting someone getting him hot in that last song we didn't bring that up Neil young is not sexy <laughs> i like this song i don't hate this song i got lost on the human highway couldn't be more different than the movie human highway <laughs> Fountain. Keep this chorus. I like this chorus. Take my eyes from what they've seen. Take my hand and change my mind. 
I think he's saying what you're you're talking about, Russ. Is I come down from the Misty Mountain, I got lost on the human highway. Mm-hmm. So That's I got out mean, of my yeah. own head and I came out and I talked to people about this <clears throat> because doesn't he have a line on in here about? Um, where's the line where he? What song is it where he's talking about boring people with his? Not this one. His album. His oh jeez, Louis. <laughs> Luke's getting more and more bold. As the, that's as the uh, field gets. field of opportunity. Oh, that's right. I'm going back to my house, but I'm not going now. Right. It's too early to be leaving here. Somehow, let me bore you with this story. How my lover let me down, while I borrow seeds of sadness from the ground. Do you, Do you think that this song has anything to do with critics? Again, Human Highway. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the movie about? I mean, he. Cl- there's clearly was the did the movie the movie came out way before this didn't no it? way after oh it was way after it was eighty two okay so this song's not in the movie I don't think this song has anything to do with the movie's about like a nuclear plant like right I think he just used the, yeah I don't know this song had been around for a while because yeah. he tried to record that was it the eighties wasn't it yeah because it was a sort of trauma we're, we're it was eighty two yes. we're heading into the eighties if you That's haven't true, seen yeah. or heard of Human Highway, the movie. Go look up Human Highway trailer and just watch the trailer. And yeah, it's it, wild. It's nothing like this song. Well, the, this song had been around for a while because he tried to record it with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Oh, did he really? And that set that okay. session where he just left in the middle and said, "I can't do this anymore." So then he took this song with him. Okay. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know to answer your question, Shu. I I fucking I don't. There's certain things. A part of me just thinks Neil wants a hug. You know, oh, oh. it's it's like uh, my name's on the line. I get uh, well. Yeah, let me ask you about that. Verse. But then it ends with like take take my. He, I mean, he keeps coming back to that. But take my head and change my mind. How could people get so? Unco- I don't know. It's just part of like like I come yeah, down. Maybe from he's the talking cro- about himself, but also critics, but also fans. And da, 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 what does what does this verse mean? I come down from the crooked mansion. I went looking for the DJ's daughter. I don't Since know. that day, I, I, I heard know. it mentioned that my name is on the line. See, I don't know. Is that, that like some? Is he going to go bang that, someone that, or kill someone? A DJ's daughter right. because is they that like said a, something bad about him? That, yeah, right. Is that like a literal? He's going to send Poncho's goons. Like he heard. He heard <laughs> You're a goon, some, D. He heard someone on a podcast <laughs> saying that you know. His his music was shit, or he heard someone on the radio saying something sucked. Right, he, I don't know like, that. He's saying, How that can was a, that be was so one of the. I, I'm with you. I you fucking know? I'd have no idea. So that's what leads me. I kind of hope it's a, that. Critics, <laughs> that would be so yeah, funny. Like a yeah. critics thing, you know? Like yeah. how can people be so unkind? Yeah. Like Grill Marcus, mm. you know? Yeah. Like saying that stuff about this album, but I'm you know, and he's answered critics before. He said things about critics before, and. Um, so that's what. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering if if part of this is is a, like an answer to or it's why probably. are critics like allowed to say what they want to say? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. It's it's. Um, I, I I like it though. Shit. Didn't mean to do that. Um, Luke is not interested in even talking about this album. I just anymore. don't have much to say. So right. let's move on. I don't. I don't yeah. You guys can talk all you want. I just. Well, no. Let's let's go to already one. I don't really like this song very much. It's about his kid. Nice. That's why I don't I don't relate to it. Yeah. Like but I this, feel like you guys would like it and I'm like, well yeah, when I have a kid maybe I'll like it more. Nah. Listen to this this seventies soft yeah. rock production on here. Ben Keith again isn't is nice. Ben Keith song. has an amazing solo in the middle of the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. This is, to me is the start of Harvest Moon. Yes. How is yeah. that? Listen it's to Harvest Moon after Harvest this Moon. and yeah. you can right. hear the same thing. You know and I mean? it's a sweet, it's a sweet song about how even yeah. though him and Carrie Snodgrass are really not on good terms, they'll always have Zeke. Right? Zeke, we're we're yeah. we're going to be together for the rest of our lives because Zeke is 
you know, there yeah. for us. Yeah. Already won. There's nice Nicolette yeah. in this, though. She sings yeah. great. Yeah. Some of the choices he a, he she makes. He didn't have a kid with Nicolette, did he? He what? He didn't have a kid with no. her. Can you go forward to, I think it's 2 210? And the Ben Keith solo. I also wrote 328, the fiddle. Looks like forever in the first place. No, maybe it's not there. It's just Ben Ben Keith's like solo in this to me saves. It's a, the song is 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 a sweet song about his son. But Luke, I agree, like this is like uh it's just kinda like uh, it's kinda lops along. But when Ben Keith Here kicks in with his solo. It's so Harvest Moon, you're right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. See, this is just, this just takes my head out of reality when I listen to him play this. I think the lyric, the fiddle's coming up too. Leave it. Please would be nice. Maybe not. What time is it at? 320. Right, it's coming up right now. I like this fiddle. Yeah, it's cool. That was Come a little bit closer. <laughs> Hear what I have to say. Just like yeah. Ben Keith played. I mean, it's fine. It's a song about your kid, his kid, but it. Yeah, it's a sweet song, but it's not something I'd go back to. No, I, yeah. there's uh, way better songs about your kid. Just the Two of Us by Will Smith. Hell yeah. Yeah. But or, not fucking right. Tears in Heaven because that song fucking no. blows. Because, yeah, someone pushed that kid out of a hotel room window. <laughs> I would say Cats in the Cradle, maybe? Oh, yeah, Cats in the you Cradle, huh? When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. Larry Chapin? I mean, yeah, right? All right, this yeah. is a good opportunity to move on to Field of yes. Opportunity. Let us move. To me, this is Comes a Time Part 2 in the top there. Yeah. It's it very, yeah. That's just a classic country fiddle riff, though. I've been wrong before and is this another sex song? Sounds like it. Maybe. Or maybe it's just another, like, hey, I'm single again. Yeah. You know, maybe not so much about sex, but about, like, okay, I can make myself happy. I have the opportunity to make myself happy. Yeah. Can you play the beginning again? Sure. Look, I just want to... Okay, and turn it down a little bit. Welcome to the Pappy O'Daniel's Old Timey Flour Biscuit Hour. <laughs> when you're making biscuits, you make sure down, you dude. make sure you use a lot of cool, fresh water and plenty of Pappy O'Daniel's flour. You know what that's from, right? <laughs> no, I, oh, that's, that's old brother where art thou? That's right, right Pappy yeah, O'Daniel's. Yes, yeah. yes. Now you go on in that room and sing into yonder can. Yeah, that's right, dude. That's right. It's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> but so you see what I mean about this album? Imagine, like, li- go back to American Stars and Bars. Think of fucking Bite the Bullet, Carolina Queen. Yeah, right. I, you know what? Yeah. I like to make her scream. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and then like, it was, yeah, it's fun. If you even, like I said, even, even side two when you're, you know, with uh, Will to Love. But it worked. Yeah, but it was great. And this, this is like, you it's know, just not my, it's just not you know my style. It, it's like he's holding back because he knows this is what America wants. Yeah, it does. You know, it feels like, uh, you know, 
I, I, I like a, and I'm not I saying, think of it. I'm, I'm, but I'm not saying like he's like doing this to make money. I think he's doing it because he feels like, okay, I've done all this. Now I got to kind of come back here. Yeah. And then from there, I'll see where, where I feel like going mm-hmm. after I do an album like this. You know? Yeah. There's, there's some cool lyrics in that in Field of Opportunity. I mean, I, I like the premise, you know, the Field of Opportunity yeah. and it's plowing time again. But, yeah, there, was, there were certain sections of this song where I was like, is Neil talking about fucking sex stuff again? I love the, I don't I, have I, uh, I, I, the answer. I don't have any answers, my friend, just this pile of old questions. Yeah, it's yeah. a great That's line. That's a great line. But I, between a few of these songs and then definitely those American Stars and Bar songs, I was like, wait, does country music that does make Neil Young sexy? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But speaking of sexy, let's move on to Motorcycle Mama because this is my guilty pleasure. I fucking <laughs> love this song. Why is this a guilty pleasure? What does that mean? It, the the, the, the kick stick around a while. Yeah, I think so. That's how I took it. That's what I first thought it meant, but I I the more I listen to it, the more I think, is this about heroin? Always get in trouble when you bring it around. Oh, like get rid of it. You know, and yeah, lay it down. Biker get... gangs were known. I love that to sell right there. to sell heroin. Yeah. Neil had a close up look of how the Hell's Angels operated it. I like this right here. Yeah. 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 Who knew that Nicolette could like tap into some some Aretha shit? You know yeah. what I mean? She sounds. She like all of a sudden has this like Aretha Franklin fucking soul vibe. To yeah. Her. I think uh, this song rocks, man. I like this it's song. It's fine. It, it's good. You know what? I've been listening to too much Father John Misty. I think it's made me cynical. I don't know. Yeah, don't you know, do that. I know. You know that line What's he has from that song? You? Like, I hate that soulful af- affectation white girls put on. Um. Anyway, can I read to you what Nigel? Yeah, because he's uh, a perfect human. Nigel oh, Williamson yeah. uh, said from his book um, Journey Through the Past about this song. Yes, this is great. I love this. What is most offensive about Motorcycle Mama is not any Hell's Angels connotation, but the song's crude structure and apparent mindlessness. Perhaps it was all meant to be a joke, but when it comes to the worst song Young has ever written, Motorcycle Mama is surely a contender. I like this song. The worst song, really? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's right. There's not a lot of thinking going on. You know here, what? The but thing- it's like a fun. It's like the why we like. This is where I. It's hear, why we like yeah. American stars and bars, right? There's a good vibe yeah. to it. I also think Neil is like crazily turned on by a woman on a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about fucking unknown Lo- legend. Unknown legend. Yeah. yeah, and Peggy. Peggy rode yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, think about the women he is was Peggy involved the, with. Is, is but when that, you see a, a good-looking woman on a motorcycle, the way you know what I mean, it's yeah, it'll get you. It'll well, get you. Th- think about the women Neil's involved with. All right. So you got you got Peggy, you got Nicolette Larson, you've got Carrie Snodgrass, you've got Susan Acevedo, that first wife. Yeah, I don't know any other girls. Daryl, besides Daryl Hannah, he wasn't like the guy out there chasing the Hollywood supermodels or starlets. Right. You know, I feel like Daryl Hannah probably came to him. But even Daryl Hannah, she's not. <laughs> but like, still, she's she's kind of like she's attractive, but she's like a very interesting person. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and her. I mean, she was so fucking good in Kill Bill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. But he was never like you know the Stones had Jerry Hall and Anita Pallenberg and all these like super you know supermodels yeah. or whatever. But Neil went after the the kind of woman who you know had her own thing going <laughs> on and wasn't like supermodel 
you we, know, gorgeous, good looks or anything like that. Yeah, the, you know, the motorcycle mamas. That's right. Yeah. Laying their big spike down. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Russ, I thought it was that. Like, hey, it's just put down the kickstand. Yeah, that's what yeah, I, I hang I, out I, for I a while. I didn't think about it in the way you said, but what is JJ doing this? I think song? he plays electric. And okay. I also really like the piano and the fiddle in this tune. I, yeah. I just think, yeah, I like the, the, the country rock vibe of this. I, I dig it, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in my top three. I like it. Who, uh, who do you think is better in the sack, Motorcycle Mama or the Carolina Queen? The Carolina Queen. Or yeah. Cowgirl in the Sand. Mm, Cowgirl in the Sand sounds, she sounds or, like she's a little too complicated. Or and messy. The, or the maid that the man needs. Uh, she doesn't sound like any fun either. <laughs> She let's, sounds like she's definitely in a missionary. Let's move on to four I mean, strong he's only, he only he only likes to up. he only likes to make one of those options scream, Mike. So. Right, I, that I is hear true. you. That no, is I hear true. you, Luke. That's okay. true. All right. This is the only song on the album that's not Neil. Is this yes. the, only the second cover he's done? Besides? Uh, up to this point, yeah, I think so. But it's also still very much Neil. Very Neil. Because oh, yeah. this song lives in the hearts of almost all Canadians. I didn't know this was a cover until I looked it up. Me too. I mean, Alberta. Weather's good there in the fall. I got some friends that I could go to work in for. Still, I wish you'd change your mind. Is it just me, Luke, or does the chorus of this song make you want to sing it like Grampy? Yes. Every time yeah. I hear this song, I sing it like Grampy. Yeah. <laughs> I always am like. I'll wait for the chorus, I'll do it. It's stupid, but I'll do it. Four strong winds that blow lonely Seven seas that run high All those things that don't change Come what may <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it got actually that. sounded just like Grampy 20 years ago when we would drive around and he would t- listen to some AM crooner station. That sounded just like him, and then he'd, be, he'd yell at Pat and talk about Tuesday. He always said Tuesday. Tuesday. Pat, on Tuesday, we're going to go down and listen to Four Strong Winds. You just sound like Neil now, though. No, I'm doing a little bit. This is like one of Neil's favorite just, songs of all time. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like, like he a, does this in that Heart of Gold film I mentioned earlier. Sarah Lynn loves this one, too. And, um, really? She said this was her favorite. This is the unofficial anthem of the state of Alberta. Wow. Yeah, and in 2005... Because uh, it's the C- only song ever to mention Alberta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but uh, in, 2000, in 2005... Are you... This is Ian Tyson. Yes, by he's the flipping way. my yeah, flipping, flipping off my seven year old. Are you she flipping did it to off me first? Your seven year old daughter is flipping off Russ. I mean, look at Russ. Do you blame her? Yeah, of course. Where did she learn She'll that? She'll flip you off too. Go ahead. I'll, I'll allow. No, I'll give you one. No, she's my friend. I'll give you one. What's up? What's up, buddy? How oh, you doing? You get a wave. Yeah. She's my friend. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I just I'm wanted not to mention who actually wrote this. Is Ian Tyson, right? Ian and Sylvia. Oh, okay. Now, did you guys see? Was it Inside Lewin Davis? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Justin Timberlake and what's her name? Carrie oh, Mulligan, yeah. is that her name? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they based? Are they supposed to be Ian they and Sylvia? Because they, they went be. to New York for a while. Well, and maybe. they were. And Ian Tyson wrote this in Albert Grossman's apartment, who was their manager and Dylan's manager and like Dave Van Ronk's really? manager and stuff. He managed all these. Well, it depends. Did singers. Ian and Sylvia sing, Please, Mr. President? Uh oh. Uh oh. Going up. Adam Driver is so <laughs> fucking good. That, every, that, I love that, that movie. That movie is too. underrated. I it don't, is. It's it totally overlooked. It doesn't get enough credit. It's no. so good. My wife hated it. 
It's the so ending good. Ended, the man. ending blew my mind. I loved the ending. It of that blew movie. my it's mind. Really I said, "Are you movie. kidding me?" So then I was like, "So what does this mean? Either he's stuck in a time loop, or this is his hell. It's his hell. It's his hell. And well, he just has to keep reliving so my, it over and over." My again. wife, Dark Tower. My wife, uh, she's just not into like any Coen Brothers ish movie. Like she hated. What's the matter that with her? So like, if I ever watch No Country like for really Old Young Men, either. she doesn't like she doesn't like anything that's not beginning, middle, or end. Do you know what I'm saying? And the Coen Brothers, that's like their whole fucking shtick. Do you but know what I'm so, saying? But but, but when this, Harry Met Sally is like the best movie ever, right? She, her favorite movie of all time is Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> oh, well, Daryl Hannah. Oh, so. that's pretty good. That's a great movie. Yeah, that's funny. But do you know what I mean? It's just like right. But if it's not Louis easily Davis explainable, was, was yeah. great. And Adam Driver is fucking right. So I think but that's, also, that's I mean, it's amazing Sylvia. too that Oscar Isaac. Holy shit! Fucking, he's Holy so shit. good in this. Holy right? shit! There that's who is. plays Neil. It's like all that's of a sudden, who plays Neil is Adam Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver. He's a little too Adam, good looking. Oh, no, though. Adam Driver, and you know what else? Adam Driver in Star Wars movies. Yeah. There's that connection. There's a connection. Again, yeah. Right. Yeah. I could see Adam Driver over Oscar Isaac only because because he's Oscar Isaac's already done the Dave Van Ronk thing, and I, with inside the only Lynn thing Davis. Adam Driver doesn't have is his voice is too deep. I feel like yeah, to be it's Neil. way too deep. Well, he doesn't yeah. have to do the actual singing, it's or true. actually, you mean t- I bet he could pull that off. He could probably pull it off. Yeah, but anyway, inside the I mean John Goodman too. Come on, you know it's, yeah. it's fucking awesome. But, but. Um, yeah, the, in a 2005 CBC poll of Canadians of the entire country, it was voted the greatest Canadian song of all time. Of course. Well, I mean... More than Working Man? Right? Right? That's what I said. That's the first thing I said. (laughs) No, definitely not. More than Working Man? Lock it up seven years? I go to work at night? Got no time for living? Because I'm working all the time. (laughs) Come on, man. What about anything by Bachman Turner Overdrive? You know know why I've come to hate myself a little bit? And hate my relationship with you. Don't I, tell me because you went, start liking about, Rush. I went, I'll about, punch you in the nuts. I went to Dunkin' Donuts yesterday, <laughs> and my receipt came to twenty one twelve. Yes! And, and I'm like, I got to text Mike. And then I That's thought, right. no, don't, yeah. don't start doing that. Don't Come start on. texting him Rush. I do that yeah. when I find stuff about you guys. <laughs> That's true. He does. So, He's so I sad. Do. He just got I, so sad. I want to be your he friend. He really wanted that receipt, Fine. man. I want to be I your did, friend. You know what? I'll show you. I took the picture of it. <laughs> Wait, what about fucking Case of You by Joni Mitchell? That to me is... Yeah, she why is that not Canada? the greatest? What about... Yeah. Um, what about Baby by Joni Justin Mitchell Bieber? Joni Mitchell is the be- one of the best songwriters of all time. What about uh, One Week by... Um, yep, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> right? Hold huh? it now and watch The Hoodwink. Right? Does it make you stop? Yep, yep. Spam. You think you're one looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish on the one like a Sally Swisher like a sushi because it never touched the frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like Leanne rhymes because it's all about value. Bert Camper's got the whole song, please. That's so Canadian. I love how a few minutes ago rapping is so Canadian. We got to breeze through this because we're... We're getting to two I'm hours. Sorry. We're over okay. two hours now. But well, I just want to say that's like Neil. Neil, like well, when he was a folky back in the day, he loved that. Of song. Of course, man. And Think he, about all the songs he's written yeah. about how he wants to go back to Canada right. in the simpler times. This is this is that. Oh, that's epic. You know, it's Dunkin' not, Donuts has entered the temple it's not, of series. I just showed Mike the picture I took of the fucking stupid display it's of not stupid. my price. And I, it's so an then epic tale. The guy comes out. It's and a bring, tale about individualism. <laughs> he brings me my drink, and I'm like. Yeah, just I had to take a picture of it because you know twenty one twelve, and he goes, "Okay." I'm right. like, "You know, Rush, the Rush twenty one twelve. He's like, "Yeah, yeah old, okay." How old was he? He was probably seventeen. No, he has like, no idea, <laughs> no clue, yeah. no friggin' clue. 
Well, <laughs> anyway. He's like, you want a crawler? Or... <laughs> um, when was this written? Because this is almost like a Dil- it was, this is like a Dylan-esque Well, it was written of, in 63. Yeah, I was going to say. It's got to be. So, and then they moved down to New York to be, try to become part of that whole folk scene and stuff. And uh, apparently yeah. it didn't work out. And then they, Well, this um, is a super like Dylan folk type of a tune, you know? Oh, yeah. Early Dylan. Yeah, very, very folky, very Canadian. Although... It was a huge hit in Norway when the Norwegian band The Vanguards did it yeah. in 1966. Really? Huh. Yeah, except they called it Mot Ungstedstead. Get a sound clip of that, dude. Play Mot Ungstedstead. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Have I, you guys wa- have you guys uh Yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> I still haven't watched that. Yet. God, Come you on, man. See it. It's so good. I know. <laughs> All right, we we go ahead with what you're saying, but then we gotta. Oh, I was just gonna say the I think it's I think it's called Norseman on on Netflix. Oh yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Fucking hilarious. You're it's the like, second person that's told me to watch. Is it is it a comedy? Do you like the yeah, Office? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's the Office, but it's with Vikings. It's fucking. Oh, really, I thought it was like a no, like dude, a. No, no, no. It's no. not one of those like. It's so it's not, funny. I know what you're thinking it would yeah. be, but no, it's all right, fucking hilarious. I'll watch hilarious. it tonight. Then. It's I'll so watch it funny. Just watch the first yeah. episode. You'll be Can't like, yeah, I'm watching all about Park it. Boys though. But any, anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. All right, I'll let's do tonight. top three. Unless you you had something else. Well, I wanted to mention something very Neil after we do top three. Okay, okay. my top three: Motorcycle Mama is my third. Wow. Yep. Uh, Comes a time is two. Just because the song I like, sure. this, you know. Yeah. And then uh, number one is Look Out for My Love. I would cut already one or Peace of Mind. I don't know either one. Okay. Probably already won, but do you want me to go? Yeah, oh go yeah, because you don't even like three songs on this album. I like two. I like two. <laughs> I guess my number three would be Human Highway, and then my number two would be Look Out for My Love, and Going Back would be my number one. Okay. Yeah. I actually have the same three. I go Human Highway, and then I would switch to the other two. I Look Out for My Love is my favorite, yeah. and then Going Back is probably my number two. Human I, Highway I, would, I really like, too, though. Yeah. I, I like Human Highway. I would cut. What, sorry, what would you, I would, what were you uh, saying? I would cut um, Peace of Mind. Yeah, that was. I'm, I'm in between I'd, either one. Yeah. I'd cut Peace of Mind or Lot of Love, or both of them. I have no problem cutting both. What was your I three? Really sorry, like what this. did you say? You like, lot, uh, Human look out Highway, for my love is your Going first. Back, and Look Out for My Love. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then I'd cut Lot of Love. Actually, nice. Yeah. All right. Anything else? You got a Neil? Well, thing. I do, I just wanted to just tell this quick story about Neil. That's so very Neil. So after he released American Stars and Bars, I don't know if you guys knew this, he moved to Santa Cruz because he met he met this um, songwriter. Uh, I think his name was Mark Blackman. Let me look it up here. Jeff Blackburn. That's his name. So he met this songwriter at a Moby Grape gig up in San Francisco or something. Uh, this Jeff Blackburn guy, who actually I think helped him write "Hey Hey My My." Okay. Um, they got along so well, they wanted to form a band. So they got the bass player from Moby Grape and some other guy played drums, and they formed. A, they moved to Santa Cruz, California, and they called themselves the Ducks. <laughs> and <laughs> they they just like jammed and they wrote tunes and they all moved in together and they lived in Santa Cruz and they only played in Santa Cruz mostly because they just wanted to do that but there was also legally that's the only place they could play because they all had different contracts which forbid them to tour right. with anyone else so they played all these like shitty clubs and like VFW halls like a couple times a week in Santa Cruz and they lived there for like three or four months Neil bought a bicycle and he would ride his bike into town 
every day. Like every day you would see Neil Young riding his bicycle around <laughs> Santa Cruz. They didn't do any promotion. There was no management. They would just go to the club owner and go, can we play tonight? And the guy would be like, yeah, sure, come on by, or bar, or wherever yeah. they were playing, and they would just play. And he'd play like Mr. Soul, and they would play Are You Ready for the Country? He'd play Neil Tunes, but mostly it was this Jeff Blackburn guy who would do most of the singing. And Neil was just kind of like the guitar player. What the fuck? And he was just loving life. That's it was like wild. this. He went back to that simple thing that we talked about that he yeah. always talked. He had this simple life until someone broke into his house and stole a bunch of his shit. And then he was like, I don't like living here anymore. And he left. <laughs> and that was right after Stars and Bars? No, that was right after, in between oh, Stars wow. and Bars and this album. Wow. He's, and he's like. Hugely famous. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. This and is... people and people started, and that's why he wanted to leave because he thought it, it was like it was like a Rocky when they start running with him when he goes on his. All the kids are chasing right, him. Right. That's like people fucking Neil's riding his bike and they're all chasing him. He's like, thanks. Well, that's what I'm he gonna was, eat lightning and he was crap saying thunder. Those people were coming in, and he thinks that's one of the Neil Young fan people that broke into his house to steal uh, his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so he was like, okay, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. And so then that was the He's end like, of the day. He's like, all right, comes a time for me to leave. If Santa you go on YouTube, you can hear their version of, um, of uh, Are You Ready for the Country? And there's a couple of like the instrumentals Ducks. they do. There's yeah. another band called The Ducks too. that's like a bluegrass band. They're really good. Duck actually. and Neil, man. Duck, Duck and Neil. Man. Jesus Christ. What a quack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. All right, uh, what do we got next? We got fucking uh, Russ never sleeps. Russ never sleeps some next. Live ones, yeah. yeah we'll we'll a uh, couple yeah. live ones. Yeah. yeah, but Russ, the big one, Russ never sleeps coming up next. Thank you for listening to Long May You Young. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and uh, they're awesome because they're all about the music. Check out all the other podcasts on their network. They got yeah, stuff. Hell yeah, podcasts about the band, about Kiss. They got a great his- music history podcast, and uh, so. Yeah. Check them out. Check us out on uh, Instagram at Long May You Young. Same thing on Twitter. We're also uh, up on Facebook. Much to the chagrin of Neil Young, mm-hmm. we will re- our page, the Long May You Young page, will remain on Facebook. And don't forget the Neil Young subreddit. Uh, again, a lot of great discussions going on there on Absolutely. on Reddit. So thank you very much. You can communicate with us that way. Much like Dan Moshpit and <laughs> Dan Nails, Moshpit and Nails Lofgren yeah. and all the rest of them can. Uh, you know, communicate with us. Nice. All right. Yeah, All thanks. right. We love yous. Yeah. Thank you. Night, night, youngsters. Jesus. That's weird. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 